go go to your families everyone everyone listening go to your families now there's a big old asteroid big old comet big old meteor coming towards earth right now there's either a year or there's a week depending on the movie you watch or also maybe the white house got taken over by some by some by some uh terrorist whatever you want to call them oh i meant to say these are all movies and they're all movies that came out around the same time and have basically the same plot. There's a lot of those, but the big ones we're talking about today involve meteors, nukes, love, and sacrifice. Armageddon and Deep Impact. And of course, we are joined by meteorologist, cosmonologist, whatever you want to call them, Braden Haynes and one Megan DeVoe, first time guest on the show. Alex, would you like to take over? Davis, that was such a smooth intro yet again. What? I have some news for you, Alex. That was entirely off the dome. Uh, he's so good, isn't he, guys? He's so talented. I, I had forgotten about my duties for the intro until right and when we got And he wonders in why I have to. See, Davis, it's no, like- No, 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 no. Don't say like have to. Davis, you're like, it's like the Steve Jobs movie. You're the first chair you're really good in, and then I directed the orchestra. He's leaving. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was quick. He's already out of here, everybody. Incredible. Well, I got better so, things to do. Wow. Like play The Last of Us 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have better things to do, like do the two things that you've done just interchangeably for the... Oh, oh I struck a nerve, guys. I struck a nerve. <laughs> you know what's funny about Alex? And I, I'm glad Megan is here because I can really harp on Alex and she will be here to back me up. Oh, yeah. Alex loves <laughs> Alex loves to mess. He, he'll, he'll heap some scorn onto you. But the second you turn back around and give him a little bite, he's he's like a little puppy cowering. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean you so mean to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> well Okay, I, I got it all out of the way. I'm good now. Uh, thank God. You know, Davis, I didn't know it was kind of off the dome because you weren't reading your script and I was like, Whoa, this man's risking it for the biscuit. But I just they, had it memorized. There you go. Actually, well, I did have a script the whole time. Uh, we're just tricking you. Oh, you're so funny. Braden um, can see it right here. So clever. <laughs> Please. This is the new. Nobody can. I was kind of going on with it for a second. There's the new Bob Thanos. Anyway, this is Armageddon and Deep Impact. I am so excited for both of these movies. Sort of, kind of. Brayden is back on the show again because her plan is to apparently take over through the lens. I don't know how that's going to work out for her because she's graduating the same time we are. I'm going to usurp you without even noticing. I'll just tell you the one time I threw out the idea of someone taking over through the lens, my mom said, "No, you cannot allow that." So be wary of my mom's wrath. Come on, Alex's mom. Her name is Kim, actually. Come on, and Kim. then Megan. Oh my gosh. First time visitor of the show, long time listener, also my girlfriend, since she made me say that on the oh, airwaves. Yay. Yeah, I know so excited. It's official. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, for all the all those who are wondering, I only I'm only saying that one time. Also, the designer of bucket hats and stickers alike. Mm-hmm. Megan, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you, Alex. Excellent, Megan. Excellent. Yeah. I know that. You don't, you don't have to call attention to it, Alex. I was trying to be discreet for you. Well, it's, it's, so, it's so... Okay, anyway. Um, so, everybody, with that, I think it's ready to begin the show with some trivia. Who drives Miss Daisy? Morgan Freeman. That's correct. That was too easy. That was too Who's easy. Morgan Freeman? You should have saved that so we could segue. Well, no, I... It's you could have, listen, you could have saved it after news. I could have been like, speaking of Morgan Freeman. Oh! President Tom President. Beck. This is his name, right? It is. Yeah, I love how he introduced himself. Hey, Tom Beck. I'm like, okay, it's just he was, he was, he was, he was spitting in that. In he that. was. We'll get to that later. We'll get to. We will get to that later, won't we? Also, other trivia question: As of 2013, how many films have there been in the Saw franchise? Seven. Thirteen. I have no idea. Nice job, Megan. The correct <laughs> answer was 
Seven. I'm on Seven. fire. Give me some more. Give me some more. <laughs> Those are two of the easiest questions. Okay, so later on, Davis, this next, the ones at the end. I want to hear them now. No, We're talking it up. I want to hear. You're, it better be the best thing I've you, ever heard. Much like our listeners he, he, are going to have to wait until the end. If, if people know Alex, he doesn't throw around the word incredible. He doesn't throw around these superlatives <laughs> very often. You're so funny. See, so give him a little bit, just a little bit back. <laughs> Davis, maybe this is part of the bit that I'm playing, no, up, but no. This is not a bit. <laughs> Megan knows. You just don't get his humor. He's being funny. Yeah, right David. He's being super funny right now. <laughs> Megan, you can leave. Oh. <laughs> you know what, Megan? We're breaking up with you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, on to the news, everybody. What is the most exciting part about the Super Bowl? Is it the game? The halftime show featuring Rihanna? The bad calls. The bad calls. No, it's the trailers, everybody. (laughs) I remember the year when the trailer, they dropped the uh, Johnny Cash Hurt Logan trailer at the Super Bowl. That was crazy. Loved that trailer a lot. Also, they dropped the Pirates of the Caribbean 5 trailer that actually had me thinking that would be a good movie. And, well... How do you remember all these, man? I was deceived. Um, you know, I got, you know, but there were so many trailers to come out at the Super Bowl this year. We're going to talk about most of them, not all of them, because, of course, with every with every uh, trailer discussion, there always is some random Apple TV series that nobody has heard of or seen or ever talked about. That's why they have commercials. I've probably heard of it. That's why they have commercials, to be man. Fair. I don't know, man. Anyway, a new Super Bowl teaser trailer for Creed Three, starring Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Major has been released. Davis, I know you are excited about that one. I know it's probably, like, I love Jonathan Major because he's actually a great actor. I was now I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna flex that, but what? I was on the Jonathan Majors train a little bit early because I'm a big fan of Last Black Man in San Francisco. And I'm just saying that so I can plug Last Black Man in San Francisco so y'all go all go watch it. If you feel so inclined. I'm talking to everybody in the room. Oh, with everybody, me. everybody else yeah, listening, yeah. I don't care which Megan, you have to go watch it. I haven't seen it either, so we'll watch it. We got it. Anyway. Uh, um, but yeah, I love Creed One and Two. Creed One's really good. Creed two's not as good. The fight in Creed Two is better. True, 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 true. It makes me want to run through a wall. That's all oh, that matters. This is the one without Sylvester Stallone, without um, the director. Ryan Coogler. Yes, Ryan Coogler. I'm so Michael sorry. Michael B. Jordan's director. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan is taking the directorial reins for this one. And additionally, uh, I friend of the show and soon-to-be guest Sutton loves the Creed movies and has never seen any of the Rocky movies. I think I've seen maybe one. They're pretty good. I know. The, the woman, Mr. T, punches the guy to death? It's crazy. That's three. Yes, it is. I know, I know. Right. I don't need to see him. Davis knows all these things. Rocky always obviously. Wins. Not really. Well, he doesn't. The, in the fifth one, it's the can Rocky win it? Is life? that Rocky Balboa? Is that the no? That's one? the sixth one. That one's interesting. Yeah, Rocky Five. He like trains his son, but his son hates. Bad movie. Anyway, um, on to green, greener pastures, or more like old movie series that just will not be allowed to die. A new teaser trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, starring Harrison Ford, has been released. Look, man, they got me hooked, man. I didn't see this coming. Did you? Do you remember when the trailer came out earlier this year? That I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. So would, it, would would any of our guests like to say anything about these? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying I, that wasn't at you. That was at them. They're just sitting here. Going, I know they have opinions. I'm, I know you have an opinion, Braden. How do you know? Okay. Braden, what do you think of Indiana come Jones? I like it. I've only seen the first one. You know one. what? Turn her mic off. No! Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> She's a big old Disney fan. Okay. All right, so no. Brayden's mic is now off, and Megan, <laughs> this is your one chance. What are your thoughts on Indiana Jones? Dude, we have a weird trap door for you. The trap door's going to open. <laughs> what do you got, Megan? I guess I'm going to say I Boom! don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it, and why is that? 
Um, because I'm not supposed to. Because what? you're telling me I'm not supposed to. What? No, we, Alex, we're so excited for Let her it. form her own opinions. <laughs> when man. did I say you weren't allowed? What? I just got dropped down the trap door. No, not yet. Alex, the mic's still Alex on. turn off your mic real quick. Megan, are you, are you, <laughs> is the home life okay? Yeah. Is Alex you shut you? up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this might be our most bit-filled opening sequence of all time. This is That's, incredible This is what stuff, I love. I'm here to bring the bits. Alex says he's the director, but I'm, I don't know, I couldn't think of anything. Phoebe <laughs> Waller-Bridge is in this one. That's true. She That's is uh, the creator of Fleabag. No, Megan, you're a lot. What? We we were both excited about Indiana Jones. We just needed a thought it was on a, it. It was a funny oh, moment. Okay. Yeah, I like it. You, yeah? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, did you see Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Alex Crystal is Skull? A, Alex is holding up a weapon. He's I holding up a sign that says, you too. better like it. <laughs> you only saw the first one? Yeah. I've only I seen mean, the first one. You have seen Doom or The Last Crusade? Which, oh. Which one's the one where the guy gets like vaporized at the end? That's the arc that, one. That's that's uh Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, the first that's one. that's the only one I've seen. That's a pretty good one though. So yeah, I liked it. That's crazy. yeah, excellent. Last Crusade's awesome. Hey, everyone can listen to our Indiana love, Jones. I love episode all three of them. Ah, uh, yeah. The but what about the fourth one? I did, Shia if you notice what I said, I said I love all three of them. <laughs> mm, that's true. That's fourth true. one's that's... not that bad though. Yes, it is. Anyway, a new trailer for James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three <sighs> has been released. My hatred of the MCU almost evaporated when I saw this trailer. I didn't watch Groot's it. buff? He's, it he's, it's been gym day for Groot? It got me. It looks good. I agree. It's just... What? Alex, stop drawing a tin. I'm tell- I can yell. <laughs> I'm trying to discreetly tell Alex. you to turn our guest no, up. Yell. And you go, what? What are you saying right now? What? What? <laughs> don't, don't, don't yell. Don't yell. Um, it looked really good, though. The music was good. Everyone's going to die because, you know, Dave Batista's leaving. And, mm. I mean... I, I'm kind of confused though, because are they just gonna like are the Guardians just gonna be gone? Because James Gunn's gone, but like is is the whole oh they're in space gonna be an excuse to have them no longer in the MCU at all? It's weird. Agreed. I okay, wait. As someone who hasn't seen it, I thought it all takes place in space. What well, yeah, mean? but like no, not not the all of the MCU takes place in space. Oh, okay. I thought. Well, I thought we were no, no. As in the idea that since this is like the last Guardians movie, yeah. and I say in quotes because as we've seen with Disney's track record, nothing is really dead. No, it's not. <laughs> It's just reborn in live action. Anyway, um, so with it being the last one, they're either going to kill off all the characters or just use the whole they're in space to basically have them not be involved in the MCU from here on in. I see, I see. I said they just kill them. I I mean, it looks like a couple of them are going to die. Drax is. Drax is definitely out of here. Rocket, probably. Rocket, probably. Groot's then going to, you know, move on. But, like, I just wonder, I mean, Chris Pratt's not exactly an old guy, I don't think. But is he just going to, like, like, be done? his 30s. Is he just gonna he's be actually done? 70. Oh, wow. That's incredible. And he's still doing a It's a Mia Mario. Anyway, um, also, another Super Bowl trailer for Transformers Rise of the Beast has been released. Speaking of things that aren't dead. This movie, I'm going to see it. I, I hate to admit it. I hate to admit it, but I'm going to see it. I won't. I won't. I will not. Alex is going to be going alone. Yes, I Me, will. Me, Megan, and Brandon are going to be having a party while you're, while you're alone at the movies. We're going to be having fun. We're going to be watching a good movie. He's going to make me watch it anyway. That's true. Ooh. And this does not sound like a good home life. No. <laughs> Blink twice if you're okay. Alex has, his finger, ho- Alex has his finger hovering over the trap door button right now. <laughs> uh. No, things are great. We have a good time. Shut up, Megan. <laughs> anyway. You have yet to convince me. The first trailer for DC's The Flash starring Ezra Miller has been released despite all the scrutiny, controversy, literal crime being committed, and so many other things. Speaking of not a good home life, the Flash movie looked 
good? No. What? It looks awful. What do you mean? Don't lie. It was kind of banging. Sorry. Uh, there we go. <laughs> what is wrong with you two? I'm a guy that grew up loving Batman is what. Oh, so when Michael Keaton pulls up, it's just lock it in. I However, don't like Michael Keaton. I love I, Michael Keaton, but I don't like the Michael Keaton Batman. I do not like him going, yeah, I'm Batman. That was that was pretty much the... He's going to wink at the camera. He's going to go, uh. That was the Ultron. Uh, oh, yeah. And oh, that. yeah, guys. <laughs> Other than that, though, it looked pretty cool. Visual effects no. look pretty cool. The concept looks pretty cool. Kara's coming up. Hey, let's go. Zod, Michael Shannon. Wait, you I know, thought this was the one we you saw somebody like flying through and said it looked like a video game. Well, yeah, yeah. Other than that one bad shot, okay. the rest of the movie looks pretty cool. See, this is what they do. They're like, man, this looks like crap. And then they're like, actually, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay, Brain, you've been on like three episodes. Why don't you just zip it with a this is what they do nonsense? You didn't even know my name up until this year. Get out of here with this nonsense. Oh, wow. yeah. That's not true. Last year. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Anyway, um, <laughs> another one. We watched this one. This is a movie that actually does fit exactly what you said. A new teaser trailer for Super Mario Bros. starring Chris Pratt has been released. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty good, the trailer. Yeah, now you say that. Yeah, because it was, yeah. you know, they were doing like the plumbing work and all that stuff. And they recreated the theme song. I specifically excited. I specifically remember you in the theater. They played the trailer, and you did a giant thumbs down. Yeah, in Alex fashion. Because it's Chris Pratt going, "Let's go." What is that? I don't think that's what he sounded like. That <laughs> doesn't matter. I hate that part of it. Everything else looks pretty cool. All the other voice actors, I think, will be all okay. I'm saying is the Pedro Pascal Mario verse is more my speed. Mm, as is mine. You know, my mom is convinced it's a Mario Kart movie. <laughs> Just thought you might find that funny. <laughs> I don't, as opposed to a regular Mario movie. She, well, she was texting me. She was like, you know they're making a Mario Kart movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sees the end title that says Mario Brothers. Oh, yes, the Mario Kart movie. Right, it's a mom thing to do. <laughs> they put, they're in Mario Kart in the movie, though. They, yes. That's She's hot. Dry Bones wrong. isn't there, so it's not a Mario Kart movie. Yes. That's true. All I'll say. Yeah. Obviously. Wait, Alex and Megan, who do y'all play in, as a Mario Kart? I know Braden's <laughs> answer. Yoshi. <gasps> Uh, Me too. I've not played Mario Kart enough to have Who would you choose if I gave you Mario Kart right now? Oh, wait, no. When we did a Mario Kart tournament, I was cooking people as Baby Mario, man. I was just absolutely sauce them up. That's what I was going to say. I always would choose Baby Mario. Shut up. Who's your go-to, Davis? Dry Bones. You cannot say anything bad about him. I guess I can't. That's right. He comes back to life. Congratulations, Davis. It's a video game. This is why we need the video set up just to get this like it's right one. there. Uh, no, never Alex mind. doesn't like. I can sit behind the board. No, no, Davis. Enough about this and you trying to go on a power trip and take my board. <laughs> what are you doing? He's doing homework again, guys. I'm texting. Okay, right. Of course, it's about something important. Speaking of things very important, the first trailer for Fast Ten has been released. The film will hit theaters yeah, May nineteenth. I'll start texting now. <laughs> In the trailer, Michelle Rodriguez says, one of us might not come back from this. And all I got to say is how. I doubt it. I seriously, fundamentally doubt it. Every villain becomes a hero. Han is back. They killed Gal Gadot, but she's coming back. Jason Momoa? I, really, I had a really bad joke I was going to make Momoa. about this movie, but I'm not going to make that joke. But. I was talking about Fast and the Furious today at physical therapy. Uh, why? What the, context? We were just talking about it. it the, the, the People love it, apparently. Who loves it, Davis? My I, physical therapist. Well, well, they they should see, they it. should see more movies. Let's of course not I, forget the hilarious part of this movie where Dom gets hooked by two helicopters and then just says, "If I just nitrous boost it, it'll pull both the helicopters down." Because clearly, 
if that's how that works. If we go back in time, you'll notice I say he doesn't actually like them. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. I know. That. Obviously. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Megan's going to be on the Fast and the Furious episode. Mm-hmm. How you feeling about, about this movie? Megan, do you want to take my spot for it? I don't want to watch 10 movies. <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch 10 movies either. Well, you're, if he's there, <laughs> you're going to already... have to watch him. I don't live with this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but anyway, thoughts? Maybe, maybe maybe one episode. I don't know if I can watch all 10. We'll watch the first five. Those are the good oh ones. I feel like the fact that... <laughs> I'd rather die. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's going to be so fun. Why are you doing this to yourself? Because it's going to be fun, I think. He's doing this to himself. He's doing this to me. <laughs> Oh. I'm so sorry, Dave. Actually, it's all it's all a big retribution thing after Sutton said that he wanted to do Rango. I was like, no, you're getting Fast and the Furious instead. Because we're not doing Rango. I feel like he likes that better, though. So instead of watching one movie, you gave him... You gave us... <laughs> <Even 10. laughs> this is reflecting... This is coming back on us. Yeah. What, yeah. Did, what, did, we, what did I do to you, man? Um, I don't know, Davis. <laughs> Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Anyway... Um, According to Deadline, a new John Madden series is in development, which will detail his life story. Tom Brady's 199 Productions will produce. He produced 80 for Brady. No, he did. I'm mean, so dead serious yes, he right did. now. I heard it. I heard apparently, the, isn't that bad. When the when the trailer dropped for Black Panther, I left the theater for a moment when they dropped the 80 I, for Brady I, trailer. I, 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 remember had to, that. I had to get out of there. I can't see no 80 for Brady. You know what? You know what this is about, Megan? No, I do not. Eight, oh, for for the listeners who have not seen 80 for Brady, because you probably haven't seen it unless you're in the theaters. It's about four. 80-year-old women. One of them's 70, but... Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's assuming 80, right? Isn't that like the joke of the title? They're going... Oh, they, oh wait, yes, I did see this. They're going to see, see Tom this. Brady at the Super Bowl. Gotcha. You probably love that movie. Alex? What? I feel like this is an insult. What do you... Yeah, mean? what does that mean? <laughs> you feel you like... Yeah, it's a bad movie. <laughs> Megan, you would love it. <laughs> you probably did, didn't you? Um, I, I don't know. There's an emotional <laughs> beat in it you haven't accounted for, Alex. One of them has cancer. I bet you feel bad now. <laughs> Why'd you just laugh? <laughs> yeah, it's not funny, Alex. People somebody die from else, this every day. Somebody snickered in the microphone. I think that was you, Brandon. It was. <laughs> I heard it wasn't that bad. I don't know what you're talking about. That was your trick. Because I've been, the whole afternoon when you've been watching Armageddon, I've been hearing that trademark <laughs> just in the background. Hey. <laughs> every time something funny happens. Go after me, Dave. So Goodness. Yeah, so exactly. Mean. Um, then again, having having thought every like having thought something like Puss in Boots would have no emotional beats, I was pleasantly surprised. So maybe yeah, 80 for Brady's got some emotions to it. Gronkowski's in it. He's Tom a good Brady's actor. in it. Julian Edelman's in it. Uh, Danny Amendola's in it. Uh, Billy Porter's in it. Well, yeah, because it is it Billy is the Porter Super Bowl. It. It's they the dance. Super Bowl against the Falcons when they came back from twenty eight to three. So that's pretty exciting. I know my fr- my uh, friend of the show roommate Sutton would not want to watch that. Since it is Cameron about the said Patriots. it's a movie based on the worst day of his life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> based on the way that man's tweeting through so many bad Atlanta sports moments. I think there's a lot He's of a bad Cavs days. fan now. He he ditched the Hawks <laughs> as quick. he should, as many people should, and many people have. The first trailer for Extrapolations, starring Let's make this up. No. I bet Al, one day Alex could just come in with like a fake movie he came up with. He's like, okay, guys, Davis, interpolations. You were going to hear this cast, and you were going to think I made it up. It stars Meryl Streep, Kit Harrington, Isaac Gonzalez, Gemma Chan, Forrest Whitaker, Edward Norton, Carrie Russell, Matthew Reese, Murray Bartlett, and Toby Maguire. Mm-hmm. The series will hit Apple TV Plus on oh, March 17th. I'm never going to And see just it, guess what it's about. Just guess. Wait, what's it called? Extrapolations. Guess. Megan, you're first. You didn't give me time to think. I don't oh, know. Oh, sorry. Davis, you're first. No. go. I, I want to go last. Somebody, is it funny if I go last? Is it about therapy? No, that's the other one. That's shrinking. Oh, dang. Wait, wait. Or I like have an idea. Me. I have an idea. I have an idea. Davis, did you is look it up? No. Yes. <laughs> 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 All right. 
Megan, can you're you tell up. me what genre? It is? Um, it is a drama in the future. Uh, uh, I really don't know. Space. No. Well, sort of, but no. You got five seconds to comply. I have to. Co- I don't know. Okay, Davis, you Google this one. <laughs> <laughs> He's so upset. <laughs> no, I'm on strike. If I'm not allowed to finish my bits, then there's no point. For you to do. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to scoot away if you're gonna be if you're gonna ruin so all Davis, my bits. So Davis, go ahead and it's guess. Climate, it's about climate change. Yes, it is. It's about what? years in the future when like it would have been so funny if I had it all worked. I was gonna be like, so oh, is it about global warming? And then I was going to be like, wait, how'd you know that? But somebody had to say that I looked it up. That's why I'm here, actually. So the entire entire series is about, basically, um, years in the future, like, the world has solved – stop it. The world has solved cancer. It's solved the energy crisis, but still the planet is essentially falling apart. And, oh, my gosh, so – the, like the tagline was the climate has changed. When will we? Which honestly had me rolling out of my chair. That was kind of funny. But the cast is pretty good, and it had a couple cool scenes and cool ideas. But Apple, these Apple TV shows, apparently, all of them are good. They are good, and I've never seen any of them. The Ted Lasso is that one? Ted well, Lasso, The Servant. Yes, this, that was the one that I heard about. The, the, the one with Harrison um, Ford wasn't that good. Apparently, no, the, it wasn't. I heard it looked good. But The Servant, that's the M. Night Shyamalan one, right? That's yeah. apparently really, really good. It is so, good. yeah, it's about climate change. And as you can imagine, when it, when the trailer was posted on Lights, Camera, Barstool, all the comments were totally sane and definitely keeping keeping things grounded on what the show is actually about. No, it was just all – it's all woke propaganda now, guys, by the way. So, clearly – That's true. Yeah. <laughs> clearly – the lens has gone woke. Don't forget it. <laughs> clearly, clearly, <laughs> clearly we've, got, we've gone too woke for the masses, guys. You know, the, the mainstream media wants us dead. Anyway, um, on to greener pastures, maybe – <gasps> Greener. You already, you already said that one. I've said that I a couple times. You, you First can't say look, that again. I, I, I can say whatever the heck I want. First look. At yeah, <laughs> yet he just censored himself. At Lady Ma- Gaga and Walk. I thought you can say hell. Over you can show. say hell. Alex <laughs> can you? You know, it'd be funny right now if I said the f word. Effing <laughs> hell. <laughs> See, that'd be funny. Because I, what if I was like, say? wait, Megan, you can say bleep. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing this down. Wait, what? what? What are you allowed to don't say? Don't bleep it out. You don't have to You can say hell. Out. You can say hell? <laughs> Alex yeah. doesn't think you can, but you can. According to production I director could, Davis. <laughs> I could also, if you want to bleep it out, you can. I could also get pretty scandalous and say one that you're allowed to say, but most people think you can't. What is it? Okay, what is oh, it? What is it? Are you going to edit it out, Alex? You can oh. say <laughs> Really? You just can't say. That's surprising. You just said it. Well, he's gonna edit it. He's gonna edit all of this out anyway. Thank you, Braden, for for keeping him on Real his toes. Hard hitting journalism. Yeah, he looked it up. <laughs> anyway, first look he's at not Lady. Give it, he's not gonna make you come on. He's not gonna let you not come on another show just because you. Cause, Davis, just because you. Davis. God. <laughs> That was a good joke, too. I just ruined no, it. No, do it again. We'll, no. We'll reset. We'll pretend. We'll reset. He's, not, he's not going to let you come on another episode just because you snitched. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. Everybody, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> he's not going to let you come on another episode just because you ratted me out, Braden. <laughs> that was so God, good. That was yes. <laughs> God, that was so funny, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, Lady Gaga and Joaquin Phoenix had their first look. What's so funny? As that Harley is just Quinn my joke just that And good. the Joker in Joker Folie Adu. Folie Adu. Folie Adu. So that is going to be apparently pretty cool. I don't so know. It's, uh, Boo. 
What, what do you mean, boo? Did you not like the first Joker movie? No. I didn't. It's okay. It's fine. It's just Taxi Driver. Megan hasn't seen the Joker. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen it. Well, yeah, I'm but the, the listeners don't know whether you've seen or not seen these things. I know. You're right. Exactly. I'm sorry. I haven't seen it. I apologize. Megan hasn't seen it. You don't have to. <laughs> it just watched Taxi Driver. And then, like, another Everybody's movie. Got water. Other. Yeah. I'm, do you want to We're prepared. Some? Do not drink the hand sanitizer. <laughs> do you want some? No. Exactly. At a recent red carpet event, Steven observing. Spielberg told Tom Cruise that he saved Hollywood, saying, quote, you saved Hollywood's behind. <laughs> you can say it. And you might have saved theatrical distribution. Seriously, Top Gun Maverick might have saved the entire theatrical industry. Wrong. So, wh- what did? 80 for Brady did. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what was funny is after I saw this post, everyone's like, um, don't you know that the MCU did because Spider-Man No Way Home made like oh, $1.6 no. billion? Dollars, and it's like, no, you fools. Don't you know the rules here? Because yeah. I guess the whole point with Top Gun, at least in a matter of principle speaking, is that it was a movie about guys. Tommy, Tommy Wiseau, Wiseau is here. here. Oh my god! <laughs> what? Oh, I think I think I think Tommy Wiseau is gonna Yay! step in. This oh my gosh! Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> I, I see it. That's a really good drawing. Oh, my God. I, ha- I have some news for you. Yeah, I'll let you believe he drew that freehand. Did, didn't he He just traced it he on, like, a picture. By saying that, you gave it away. You did get Yeah. Yeah, well, I know. Mr. I'll Mi- let you believe it yeah, was Yeah, Mr. True. How dare you say that I Googled something. Let me continue the bit. And you're like, oh, well, we can't let the bards hey, bit Alex, go a step further. What? I, this might be a little too highbrow for you. Oh, but really? by me doing that, it was a reference back. To Braden doing that. Okay, that uh, was. Well, if that. you have to explain it, it doesn't. Well, or Alex, you have to explain a lot of jokes. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. It's like okay. a wood block over here. However, he really wood- tries. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Continue with your prepared material. Um, yeah, we got to have some kind of direction here. We're a lost ship at sea, man. That's all I'm saying about that. Anyway, um, do we agree with? Uh, Spielberg's sentiment Braden about Tom Cruise. Braden doesn't, Gun? so please explain. Oh, yeah, you said no. I just don't like Tom Cruise, and I don't like people hyping him up. Well, Top Gun Maverick did save... Well, as a member of the Church of Scientology, I have to say... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. Everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid. Am I allowed to say that? You are, but Alex is going to edit it out. <laughs> uh, technically, we're only allowed to say it in the context of a war damn radio. Oh, uh, he's and drinking the war damn radio Kool-Aid. That was funny. <laughs> that was pretty good. He's going to edit it out. Maybe I'll consider it. It's kind of funny. I'll consider it. Anyway, I mean, yeah, you can hate the guy, but did Top Gun not do it? Because, I mean, yeah, uh-huh. in theory, Spider-Man No Way Home she made more like money. Top Gun Maverick. Oh, well, that'll do it then. Megan, we watched Top Gun. You've seen Top Yeah, her dad, dad cried. Her, her dad cried at Top Gun Maverick. Don't out him like that. It was pretty funny. I thought funny. it was really sweet. I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I cried at Armageddon. I'm just kidding. That's, <laughs> not, that's not true. <laughs> oh, my god. I'm not gosh. that easy to get. <laughs> I think Megan, Megan's, Megan's no, losing over there. No, no, no. We can't talk about it right now. We can't talk about it right now, clearly, <laughs> obviously. But anyway, and then um, two more things, and then we'll be out of here, I think, because okay, I have way cool. too many. Oh. No, as in out of the, out of the <laughs> news. Right. Oh, okay. According I'll to the Hollywood Reporter, a sequel to playing titled Chip is in the works. <laughs> <laughs> just I, wait for the, the third one, man bus <laughs> that's actually already been done it's called speed N- well alex you'll notice they have different names one's called bus 
<laughs> Alex thought it was I'm pretty funny. sure when I sent that to you, Alex, you said, give them all the money. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't care. I will I will never see any of these movies, but I will watch them was, all when they come out on streaming. I was thinking about going to see Plane. Apparently it was good. Uh, I won't good. go. So, I won't go so far. I heard it was maybe sort of, kind of good. That's that's all I can say. Okay, we have we have two more things after this actually. So, um, a first look was given to HBO's True Detective season four, Davis, starring Jodie Foster. Some and excitement. Is it just Jodie Foster. Well, that's all it said. Solo, solo that's all act? I saw that I recognized. Was <laughs> that'd be fun. Other people, obviously. If I could do a Jodie Foster impression, I would right now. I love the. It's very specific. The, she has, she has like a she kind of does like yeah. the Owen Wilson, but in a female voice. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's very, it's very difficult. She talks. Yeah, she kind of she, she yeah. makes her mouth really small. It is very difficult. We're we're gonna save some of this news for next. I'm week, almost we have there. A lot. Give me like a week. I got it. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. We're gonna save two of these bits of news for later <laughs> on Lecter. next week. However, according to Deadline, I Am Legend Two is in the works, and it'll be set decades after the oh, alternate ending. Yeah. Have anybody seen the alternate ending? Yes. No. You know, I saw I Am Legend when I was seven years old. That movie scared the daylights out of me. Vampire <laughs> zombies running they're around. Zombies. What? No, they are not. Actually, they're called zampires. <laughs> that was so clever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The alternate ending is that he blows himself. No, no, no he doesn't. He sneaks the out. The real ending is that he blows himself. In the alternate ending, the vampire realized that it's like the one that he's experimenting on to try and cure is actually his wife, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's crazy. I don't think. Well, they, there's like a relationship of some kind there. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. The the big the big alpha yeah. vampire that comes up. Yeah, that's his. Yeah. That's the other wife vampire. Yeah, exactly. And then he like looks at him. He's like, "Go ahead, let my wife go." And he's like, "Okay." And man. then he's like, "They're human." Exactly. And, and then he crazy. drops the grenade and he sneaks out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll see it though. I won't. What? what? Why do we need Michael to see Jordan? Will Smith? Oh, Will Smith's not in it. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Oh, he is. Because it's the alternate. Ending. I he lives. They banished him. Well. Not everywhere, apparently. Not for I Am Legend 2. Mm. I Am Legend 1 was pretty good, though, man. I like that movie. Yeah, it's good. James Newton Howard on the score. Will Smith just want The Batman vs. Superman poster that never happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a good fun fact. Would what you like mean? to explain it, Alex? Uh, well, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, Megan, if you got a question, you gotta you gotta throw my I way. Think the I'd audience, rather just look at you. You gotta just jump. The Megan and I are bored at this topic. <laughs> well, y'all can have fun. Turn off their mics, then. Brayden, um, I believe you left your actual outlet that was in crisis for this show, so you're welcome to go back to it if you like. <laughs> oh wow, it's a joke. Oh wow, Alex. see, want, you 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 bite back just a little bit, and then he comes back with the gale full. Maybe I was joking too. You can't just mute him like that. Yes, I can. You don't get to sit there anymore. <laughs> Alex he's playing got, he's God over here. Oh, my power. goodness. <laughs> he's off the rails. There's a Greek tragedy about you, man. I think it's been a lot of fun today. No? Cut. Let's keep going. <laughs> Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Well, basically, so in I Am Legend, uh, it's New York City after the apocalypse happens, so nobody's there, and he's walking around New York, and there's this giant Batman vs. Superman poster in the background implying that, that movie was going to come out like 20 years in the future or whatever, but it never did. I there thought it go. did. Though. Well, no, it did, but it was like a different iteration than the one that was in like the poster because oh, it was okay. like based on a failed movie project of some kind. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, like in Real Steel, a robot boxing movie starring Hugh Jackman. The movie. The, 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 in the future, the sponsorship is for the Xbox 720. Which oh, was I used to watch all those videos as a kid. Everyone was like, the oh, 720, man. <laughs> like the fake 720. I'd be like, no way, it's going to be circular today. <laughs> they were awesome. It had so many buttons on the controller. You remember those? No. Whatever. 
Sorry, Davis. I clearly was not as cultured as you were. And with that, I have everybody... a funny story. Oh, go ahead, Davis. <laughs> you want me to share it, or should we keep going? What I think we can share. Wait, what's the it's story related about? to Xbox oh, and how go, I was a stupid kid. Go right yeah. ahead. Well, then, what about the second part where how I was a stupid kid? Oh, okay. Uh, so there was an Xbox. Alex will get this because he had an Xbox 360. I did. It was so an did old I, one. I, I had to okay. wedge. I guess whatever. I had to wedge the Xbox open with a fork every day to get the disc tray to come okay, out. Okay, Braden oh will gosh. also get it because she also had one. And then the Xbox One came out, and I really wanted the Xbox One. And I saw this video on YouTube about how if you deleted this certain file from a Xbox 360, if it was made recent enough, it had the software for an Xbox One in it. So you could just play your Xbox One on an Xbox 360. Uh-oh. But if you actually deleted that file, it would actually completely brick your Xbox to never be repaired again. But I didn't actually do it. I wasn't that dumb. I was like, no way this actually works. And I almost did it. You almost clicked the link. N- no. Oh. You go into your files on your Xbox and you delete it. And it would have destroyed your Xbox. Well, that's it. That's, I'm, glad, I'm glad that didn't happen, Davis. Okay, now to the movies. Excellent. <laughs> now to the movies that we've all been waiting for. The moment that we've all been waiting for. Deep Impact. A film that stars Robert Duvall, Tia Leone, Elijah Wood, Vanessa Redgrave, Maximilian Schell. Why, why are they listed ahead of it? And then Morgan Freeman, James Cromwell for a brief moment, John Favreau, Laura Eanes. A bunch of others. Richard Schiff of West Wing fame. That's true. There and we go. God of War Ragnarok fame. Really? He plays Odin. <gasps> awesome. Love that. Also, Blair Underwood pulls up for a moment there. And then you've got Mike O'Malley. So many other big names. We're not going to get through all of it. Doug Gray Scott, among many, many others. Charles Martin Smith as astronomer Marcus Wolf, who was chewing the pizza in a very annoying way, according to one of the people here today. Mm-hmm. Didn- I did not like that. I, I always thought like it was so. I thought it was so funny. It's like, all right, guys. That's my least favorite part of the movie. We need a super nonchalant, um, you know, astronomer. What can we do? He's like, oh, he's just eating a slice of pizza and just typing away. Play-Doh pizza. What? The pizza looked like Play-Doh. Was the joke? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go, Davis. Very nice. Directed by awesome. Mimi Leader, I think is how you say it. Written by Bruce Joel Rubin and Michael Tolkien. Here's a fun what? fact. No, no, of no relation. Here's a fun fact. Following this movie, Bruce Joel Rubin wrote. Just, just, just a guess at what's the very next movie he wrote after this one. Go, go around the room again, <laughs> Megan. Do not. I never have good guesses. I don't know. Excellent, Megan. <laughs> Braden. There's so many movies to guess. Well, I'll give you a hint. It stars a mouse. That should what give it away. Tale of Despero. What? Oh, okay. uh, Stuart Little. <laughs> Stuart <laughs> okay. Two. He did Stuart Little I Two. I thought M Night Shout. Wait, what? Yeah, Emily Shyamalan wrote Stuart Little too. <laughs> yes. No, he didn't. He wrote the first one. There is no way a Look God's green I'm James Gunn wrote Scooby Doo too. I'm so serious. Look it up. Okay. There is no way on God's green earth that is real. Oh my God. Heck yeah. <laughs> Take that. Where's my apology? Um, yeah, I apologize. Alex. I apologize uh, thoroughly. But yeah, Bruce Joel Rubin did that, the last Mimsy and the Time Traveler's Wife, and then he vanished off the face of the planet. Meanwhile, Michael Tolkien, not related to J.R.R. Tolkien, got an Academy Award nomina- or nomination for Best Adapted Screenplay for the film The Player, which was from his own novel, actually, and that's pretty cool. And then the cinematographer from Dietrich Lawnman, love that name, really cool. He did a bunch of German films in the new German cinema. And then James Horner with the music, so good. The film came out in May 8th, 1998. You're going to want to keep that date in mind, everybody. And it's a two-hour and one-minute movie that cost $80 million to make and made $349.5 million at the global box office, scoring a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. So deep impact. I mean, what can you say about it? 
really a lot of the discussion does hinge upon the movie that comes out a little bit later that we'll be talking about a little bit later. But this film, apparently, the origins for it started in 1970. And mm. it was since financed by Spielberg because it is a DreamWorks movie. It is. Which oh. is which is interesting, mm-hmm. to say the least. It inspired Shrek, in a way. <laughs> You're so, so funny. Davis. I know. There was an easy silly. one. I'm not super That's, proud of that joke. I, I, I wouldn't be either, Davis. I, w- I would not be either. But the film was going to be based on the remake of the 1951 film When Worlds Collide. But then they approached the... Producers approached Spielberg because they had made Jaws with him and tried to adapt it and then ends up being turned into this, which had a billion different people working on the screenplay for it. Spielberg wait, wanted wait, to wait, direct. Wait. They adapted Jaws into Deep Impact. No, no, no. They okay. adopt, they adopt, they, 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 <laughs> sorry. Did I, did I say that? I don't know what you were trying to say. Well, they adapted a book called The Hammer of God. And okay, after okay. Spielberg bought the film rights to that and sort of adapted based on a couple of things and... Yeah, that's pretty much the best way I can describe it. They had a bunch of scientists working on the film, and it was going to be directed by, I believe, Spielberg, but he directed Amistad at the time. And it also got the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. It was nominated for Worst Supporting Actress and Worst Screenplay. Mm. So oh, that is... Wait. Yeah. Worst Supporting Actress? Um, T. Leone. But she lost to Lacey Chabert for Lost in Space, and Worst Screenplay lost to Godzilla which came out the same time frame. Roger Ebert said it has more brooding, thoughtful tone than the genre usually calls for. I don't know how to how I feel about this movie, everybody. Actually, I do, but I want to let everybody else get their thoughts out first. I'm just going to go ahead and out myself because I know I'm outnumbered. I actually really liked it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or not really liked it. I don't know if I would watch it again. But However. I, w- I, I, I didn't. I hated the next one. It's Im- I hated it. It's important to note that. So by that comparison, I liked Deep Impact. Megan really did like Deep Impact because she was sobbing by the end of it. I'm very emotional, and I was alone on Valentine's Day watching oh, this movie by myself. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, well, no, I'm not kidding. I was, but. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Alex had this to go watch the basketball game. a very toxic relationship. <laughs> he had to go watch the basketball he game. He had, had to. We did something on Sunday. Priority. We did. We did. We had an early Valentine's okay. Day. <laughs> anyway. But I, yeah, I'm really emotional and I, it really got to me. I don't understand how that's even remotely possible because easily my least favorite thing about this movie is that it introduces a bunch of emotional storylines and, and just doesn't let of any them. of them land. Uh-uh. I hate this movie. They like, all landed. Completely. I, I can't like stand it. the way that it is paced. I cannot stand the, the fact. The pace. That it, so. Last week, Cameron got on my neck because I said that a two-hour movie was short. And he's like, you always come on here talking about these two-hour movies that are short. Two hours is a long time. And in fairness, for most of the movies we talk about, two hours is pretty short. Davis is doing homework right now. I, like, I, was, I, was, I was experimenting with something here. Oh, dear. We're going to talk about that in a second. But I really think this movie could have been 30 minutes longer. It would have been a lot better because, for really? example. Really? I was going to yes. say the opposite. No, 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 no. Well, okay, okay, so. 30 minutes longer and giving giving more to each storyline or just cut one out completely. One or the other. Okay, works I would have like been the father, fine. Mother, father daughter one? Yeah. That, oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was bad on its own. But no, so like Leo and Sarah are yeah, on, are on screen for like three minutes and then they're getting married all of a sudden. He is, yeah. he, Leo has the scene He's where they- to save her. He tricked her into marrying him. He's yeah. trying to get so, so she can go under the, child under the ground with him. He's like- marry me and you'll live and she's like i guess and then she's like nah she doesn't want to go (laughs) she doesn't want to go i think it's like that entire you see them find the comet you see him watch it on tv 
you see them go to the auditorium for a scene that is really just like a, a punchline, basically. I kind of like that scene. I, okay, so I liked it, except I, th- I, I thought it was one of the strangest things that, like, so he says the joke where he's like, you're going to have so much more sex because you're famous now or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, funny. And then the guy, like, what if I double down and explain why it's funny because famous people always get it. I and that's so fair. I thought mm-hmm. it was, I thought I thought it was the, very poorly structured where for some reason. The line read, the line read um, for the guy that was calling on the kid went, Jason. It, makes, it made me laugh. The so whole long. movie is just, I, I just. Jason? I, I really think if it's 30 minutes longer, it allows each of the storylines to develop properly. Like, for yeah. example, we meet the crew twice. Every, like, because of it, every okay. group has, like, one scene, and then it's they're doing the thing that's critical We met plot. the crew, but I wrote down, I was like, they didn't even introduce us to them, so why do I care when they die later? Like, if they die. Yeah, like, they introduced them on TV, but then we never learned we never... much about them. I didn't figure out that the pilot uh, played by, I want to say it's Blair Underwood, had... Yeah. Um, a wife and or not a wife and kids had a husband and children until the very end of the movie. Yeah, I didn't know who who was related to who. They never even told us their name. They like it was so hard to follow. And then, like Robert Duvall does his best. He does his he does his absolute most. He does his absolute best to try and carry it the rest of the way. But it's just yeah. There's not anything there for me at any point. I think yeah. The film introduces a lot of interesting concepts, but it doesn't deliver on any of them because it's so short. Considering there's I mean, basically four different storylines going on. There's the crew. There's Jenny. There is the children, Leo. There is the president, who might as well be another one. Mm. And that's, I mean, that's four storylines minimum. Plus, there's all the side plots within those, like Jenny's friend, um, who's played by, uh, who's she played by? The girl with the daughter? Yes, exactly. Played by Laura Ean's Beth. Like, there's that subplot that you got to keep track of. Like, there's just so much. And it all kind of just... There's a subplot where her dad marries a, like, a girl the same age. Mm-hmm. The mom kills herself? Crazy. What? Just, like, introduction that... Like, but again, like, how do, like not to say you don't care because that sounds terrible, but she's on screen for two scenes and then that's it. Yeah. She's on one screen getting drunk saying, it sucks that my husband married someone else. And then she's on another scene again saying that it's okay that I'm not being picked because I'm over 50. And then she's dead. Over 50 is an interesting... Basically. That is an interesting concept, but I think that's I again, I think the film introduces so many cool concepts like yeah. what happens with this or that or whatever. Like for example, that is something that would absolutely happen. Like it's not so much women and children first, it's people yeah. that can actually repopulate the earth, which and sounds crazy. And all the scientists and stuff. So yeah, exactly. People. And not taking all the art and putting it underground, all that stuff. It all very much tracks. But like again, it just doesn't I don't think it gives any like for example, we have no idea why either plan with the comet doesn't work. They yeah. just say they don't work. The one with the missiles, I was like, wait, I thought they weren't doing that until hours before. And they did, and then they said the missiles have failed. I'm like it it's you, split in two or something. Well yeah, no, but there's that yeah. too. Like there's no one thing and you're gonna make all the this is gonna get absolutely janked on by everybody in here, obviously. One of the things I did enjoy about Armageddon, despite the science being completely incompetent and incoherent, is that they actually go through the process to explain why it works up until like if we yeah. don't blow it up up until this point, it will hit the earth. Okay. Sure, that's a bizarre concept. Like you can blow it up a second before and it'd be totally fine. Yeah. But the the point stands, they at least tell us what they set the, the stage yeah. for what needs to work and then say why it doesn't work this. It just doesn't. 
Yeah. Like, not to mention, they use all the nukes on the comet, and then they have four more left. What? Uh, you, yeah. you just had four mm-hmm. extra just laying around? Four nuclear warheads? Just You don't? No, Davis. They're second amendment right, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Clearly, clearly. Oh, my goodness. Um, I... I just I don't I don't really enjoy that a lot of, uh, anything I just said I I, I had to be talking so long this movie just gets well I don't believe like a lot of it I don't believe like that they escaped at the end from the water no uh what else that they would fit everybody fits in these mysterious caves no yeah like we just oh we just have that much in the limestone of Missouri to do in two years to fit a million people yeah and all the art and all the animals. And again, there's things that it alludes to, like, for example, they say we wanted to wait until the publication of the budget. Okay, how much money do they spend? Give us a number. Get, like, give us some quantifiable, yeah. like, oh, it's the, it's the biggest, most expensive spaceship ever built. Give us a number. Armageddon, for all of its flaws, throws every number in the book at you. He's like, we spent this much money. We have 11,000 people. We only cover 3% of the sky, and it's a pretty big sky, all that nonsense. Whatever. Okay, stupid. Yeah, but well, it's a quantifiable thing. The science made sense mostly. I don't get how if it hit them, how if they're they're gonna be fine in the cave. In two years, that's a crazy concept, by the that way. Doesn't because, make any sense. Because we were writing that down. Um, we were watching Armageddon, Megan. Uh, you know, you want me to talk about this? They talked about how like when the when the meteorite that hit the dinosaurs like put a cloud on the planet for years, and the comet in Deep Impact is bigger than the one that killed the dinosaurs. And they're right. like, oh yeah, we'll be in the cave for two years and we'll be fine. Right. Which. I don't know about that one. Grace was sitting there and she was like, how do they know? Like, they're just saying stuff. Yeah, like, even then, you could introduce the idea that maybe they don't because every other one of their plans works so painfully bad. Like, it just goes so horribly, but there's just nothing is expanded upon at any point. Also, the fact that they knew about it for a year, a year, right? Yes, exactly, but they were just waiting for the publication of the budget, so it seemed. To put any plan into work? No, they were working on making the Messiah in space. Hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. They were they were building that, and then they, they also were wor- they were worried the publication of the budget was going to expose them. So they were waiting until they because you were going to see that they spent a however much trillion dollars. I don't know how much is a lot. A, glorbil- but, a gl- glorbillion. Whoa, it's a whole new number. A sextillion that has uh, twenty six zeros. I think it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. I don't have that kind of money, Davis. Do you? Yes. What, Braden? Are you Davis? <laughs> <laughs> Money's no object, man. Yeah. Money, money, money is very much an object. I kid. I just, I just think that it's just not. Nothing is really expanded upon in any way. Like for example, the subplot with the dad, and she's like, "I feel like an orphan," and it's like, "You weren't. We had good times." And it's like, <laughs> then what? I agree that it's not like super elaborated on. Everything is like glossed over. But I liked Team Impact more because I thought it was more believable. Like how people it, reacted and everything. Then like it is. Armageddon, like I just couldn't stand all the random beat roll of like people around the world, and they were like, <laughs> n- they didn't really seem to care at all. <laughs> I <laughs> just hanging out, and I, I think like I, I think, feel like the panic that was going on in the newsrooms, in the White House, and around the world, like was more believable in Deep Impact. That's fair, and I will yeah. say I also think that. Deep Impact does a better job of, like, establishing these big newsrooms that get slowly more empty. Even Houston gets more empty. The White House, after each speech, has less and less people. Because it's yeah. just like, it's like the idea of, when the end times are coming, why I, go to work? That's I true. actually really yeah. liked the newsroom, like, plot line. So that actually... He needs so, graphics, Alex. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just loved the absolute hysteria. I need graphics of what, dude? 
Like, <laughs> give us something. Like, if I run around and say I need graphics, everybody, I'm, people are going to look at me like I'm crazy, which that leads into two things I want to talk about. One relating to that first and foremost. So, actually, Lerner was Jenny Lerner, played by Tia Leone, was originally intended to work for CNN, but CNN rejected this because it would be inappropriate. Mm-hmm. So then MSNBC agreed to be featured in the movie instead, seeing it was a way to gain exposure for the then newly created network, which oh. I say it did a pretty good job. Yeah. It's cool. I really like how. Again, they each sort of serve their purpose in the newsroom and stuff like that. And I like the finding out of ELE and all that stuff. I do not like, however, the fact that it hinges on, on part of just complete misunderstanding and the fact that the the Secretary of the Treasury, which I think was the guy that resigned, Rittenhouse, yeah. just says all this crazy stuff. And then Jenny's like, okay, and just like doesn't ask him anything. I hate the miscommunication thing. I hate the fact that, no, that's just bad journalism. Like, he's going to say ELE, and you're just going to look dumbfounded? Say, what the heck is ELE? Like, don't just go, um, I actually know everything. That's a weird way to pronounce ELE. Well, I feel like that was on purpose, though, because if she let him know. she's a bad journalist? No, like, if she let him know that she didn't know what he was talking about, then he wouldn't have bothered. Like, he wouldn't have. Okay, fair, but she didn't ask anything. She didn't ask, like, there's a way to ask a question without giving it away. Like, you can say, well, why, um, why the cover story or whatever? Why, why is it the biggest story in history? Like, no, that would give it away. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm just spitballing (laughs) here, y'all. But if I'm the journalist running the story, I'm going to have six or seven secret questions in the background in in my head, just in case. And And I'll be you, Alex. A great journalist. Oh my gosh. Thank you. (laughs) I might've missed this news story if I were them. What do, you, oh, what do you mean? I just wouldn't have been checking the news, man. Everybody's freaking out. I'd be like, oh, what's happening, man? Dude, she'd be on Twitter. <laughs> there wasn't Twitter back then, Alex. Well, yeah, but then it'd be a... Di- I don't know. I think you'd be more tuned in. <laughs> you'd, you, Davis, you'd be one of the 78 million people watching Seinfeld's finale and they'd interrupt yeah. with a special report. Yeah, they, Frank Sinatra <laughs> got to the hospital because of that. <laughs> I know. That's true. Good story, good story. I don't know. I just... I think it just fails to execute because it's... There's way too much that just happens at random. That's true. Like the fact that, like they probably could have sorted things out at the um, when they got to Missouri because they were like, oh, we'll we'll sort out when we get there. And then all of a sudden, like the com the comet's coming because the timeline gets kind of shoddy there because it's like it four weeks, two weeks, then it's here. And I'm like, whoa, what happened here, guys? I don't really know how this. Was that bus ride really a few days to get there? I don't know about that one. Yeah. I just don't think. I just don't think it also just. I don't know. It just annoyed me with the way that it introduced things just to kind of go, Neh. I did like, I will admit, the sacrifice scene when they're all saying goodbye to their families really kind of got me. Nah. That was. Mm-hmm. That, that's where I sobbed. That's where I sobbed. Even though he said, I'll haunt you. <laughs> you better go to that church okay, no, thing. That, I'll haunt that one's you. stupid. That Wait, one was very stupid. So, so even. That's, yeah. What, Davis? I, you, can, you can make fun of here. me. It's okay. No, no, I, I will. I will. Um, I'm no, just I, you were just looking at me. I was wondering if you had something to say as well. No. But even like that church thing where he says, you keep doing that church thing, I'll haunt you. That is from like the one line of dialogue that character has earlier in the movie where he's talking to his wife about getting married in a church. He's like, I don't do churches or whatever. And then it comes back. But that's the only thing that he does. However, I did really like the scene when they're in their suits running and it's like silent or like you know music and it's just the noises of like the comet as they're running and everybody's in there. There's like cams in there. You liked that? Yeah, it was cool. The close up of their heavy breathing? That was cool. It's realistic. Cool. It's cool. Maybe I don't breathing know. heavily. Rest in peace, John Favreau, though, I guess. Because oh, he, he got sad. he got sent out to space, man. Ooh. James Horner's music, though, does that get a thumbs up at least? That gets a thumbs up. Is there up a movie me? whose music you don't like? 
Well, that's because James Horner's really good. I think he's Titanic, in general. Avatar. In general. Wait, a, a movie's music that I don't like? Yeah, you're always like, movie, yeah. music was great. Armageddon's music is very mediocre. Mm. Like, that. that's one of the things I don't like about, like, I love a lot of really bad action <laughs> movies, but music for most bad action movies have never has never been very good. Like I think the score for National Treasure Two is pretty bad. Thinking about movies that I'm circling back on, it's just unforgettable. Like I like this one because, like um, the what's the name of the Messiah has its own theme, and Leo and Sarah even have their own theme. James Horner devoted more time to the music than the actual movie did to these people's characters. That's pretty cool. The only part of this movie I liked was when New York was underwater. Hmm. That was interesting. But the water receded. Oh my gosh! How about the water CGI though? That was. I thought that was a good <laughs> good scene. Statue of like, Liberty. But the waters receded. That was good. I like. And I like then that. they backed up, and you're like, <gasps> I do love the fact that he's like, yeah, this waves will be moving. Planet of the Apes reference. I couldn't say the word though. You better not. You dang dirty apes! <laughs> <laughs> I really liked. Um, how they explain in detail how he goes like Morgan Freeman's on there. He's like, it's going to be this high. They're going to be moving this fast. But then yeah. if the wave is moving, I didn't, li- I didn't like that. What do you mean? In like his first press conference where he was explaining yeah. it. Tell the people. Joe Biden would not do that. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, we're, we're, we're having a, a comet coming right now and I'll hand it over. I sound more like George Bush. Yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. hand it over to my, my scientific advisor. And then they'd explain it. Yeah. Joe Biden would not be doing that. <laughs> no, well, None of our presidents would be explaining that. That reminds me of the Will Ferrell, George Bill, Bush impression where he's Bill like, he'd be playing saxophone or something up there. <laughs> Please. If <laughs> Morgan Freeman was our president, though, he I wouldn't would, be able to I step out from behind wanna... the podium. <laughs> hey now, Davis Carroll. Hey now. What? What? I saw someone say Florence Pugh should play Hillary Clinton in a biopic. What? Yeah. I saw that. Sorry, Megan. I had to get my joke out before the time That's went okay. by. Can you say, I'm sorry. I really oh, yeah, go, go ahead, Megan. I was just going to say if Morgan Freeman was our president, he's the only person I'd want to hear it from. Yeah. Oh, so true. He's pretty good. I, I like it enough because it explains, again, that sets the barrier for the audience, but that's the bare minimum because they don't, like, yeah, we sent, like, I, I, I get it. I'm sure it didn't do anything, but you're telling me you sent 150 nuclear missiles into space and it did nothing of any consequence it whatsoever. Was seven why? Yeah, and if I throw seven, if I throw 150 nukes at New York City, it's gone. I, I guess I'm so. just saying. Think about what nuclear warheads do, man. And then, well, didn't, but that's all on the surface, though. Yeah, in in Armageddon, doesn't it? They say they're going to explode on the surface, and they say that doesn't. Well, yeah, work. but they threw 150 Alex of them at one time. Yeah, I don't it's think that's possible. That's surface. why they have to drill. Yeah. <laughs> I just got a C- 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 in astrophysics. <laughs> Evidently, I did. I just, I, don't, I just don't like how it doesn't devote enough time to anything. Like, for example, we barely get any time on the comet. Stuff just goes wrong. Like, oh, we're running out of time. All of a sudden, I was like, what happened? That was so confusing. Yeah, it just, it just happens and like he got, that. He got thrown off the planet. Exactly. But again, I really like the music. I really like the uh, Morgan Freeman. I think Morgan Freeman and Robert Duvall are really good. But they did. They belong in a better movie. So does James Horner's music because he's James Horner. And he's yeah, Morgan awesome. Freeman and James Horner did deserve better. They they really deserve. <laughs> what? I, I was agreeing <laughs> with you. This was so shocking. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was like a bit or something like that. But they like really they, they do really good in this whole movie just for it to be kind of all for naught. And lastly, the the water apparently moves at the speed of sound. But then we're supposed to believe that not what? all of New York. Yeah, he says he said the the it wave broke is moving. The sound barrier. He said the wave is moving faster than the speed of sound. But then we're what? supposed to believe that like New York City is not vaporized. That doesn't make any sense. I don't think that'd be physically possible. Well, yeah, but that's what he said, man. I did like the I did like seeing the comet follow the Earth's curvature. That was cool. Mm, yeah, I like that detail. Gravity. Like, 
Well, yeah, exactly. You don't see that. Someone's <laughs> like, oh, straight lines. Like, that's not really how it works. I didn't like watching Frodo ride a bike around. <laughs> Even like the bicycle thing, we get one line <laughs> about the bicycle. I agree with that, though. Yeah, he's just, he's just out here rooming around. I, the shot of all the cars, though, in the traffic jam. He drives cool. all the way back to get the girl. Then they somehow get on a hill that's just even just though, tall enough. So hold up, <laughs> the water goes inland to the Tennessee and Ohio valleys, but the street sign that they pass when escaping says that Virginia beaches are six miles away. So that doesn't make any sense. Where are they? <laughs> where are they? Where are they in this movie? And they would be underground, not underground, underwater. Exactly. And they couldn't make it away in time. It makes no sense. None of it makes sense. <laughs> I could do without that fault line. I didn't like that one. I just want to defend myself and say I didn't like that one. Megan, there's no judgment here yet. <laughs> yeah, we know. Alex, Alex has been judging you the whole time. I, I, really yeah, think, I really think if you cut out the Sarah and Leo Biederman storyline, the film goes a lot better because then you have three concurrent storylines, which is mm-hmm. doable. And someone doesn't outrun too a much. tsunami on their bike. It, yes, I that, really would just want to see Morgan Freeman and the newsrooms. That's what I would yeah. want to see. Well, you you got to have something about I the really team. I really liked those. I think I think the newsroom stuff was very interesting. I agree. Mm-hmm. I do think it was kind of interesting where the dude's like, "I'm gonna give you the anchor spot, but you should you should never hold out on a story for me again." As like, um, it was a story about the world coming apart. Maybe mm-hmm. that it's the one circumstance. Also, we got we got assaulted when he said, "I know you're a reporter, but you used to be a person too." And I was like, oh "I my know, God, we got assaulted." <laughs> no, movies hate the press. Movies do hate the press. They hate it in Spotlight Good. too. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> As a, as a big fan of Spotlight, Davis. In that, any cop movie, they're like, kill all press. <laughs> in a cop movie? Every cop movie, they're like, the press, they leak all the information and we can't catch the bad guy. Like True, the, guy, the guy in Die Hard. Brad Pitt was going to kill John Doe in Seven when he thought he was that guy taking pictures. Yeah. He was. That's because yeah. Brad Pitt was kind of unhinged in that movie, wasn't he? It's every movie. He's a cop. <laughs> you guys say that, Davis? Uh-huh. What are you talking about? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um... Really going with all the bits here today. Yes, indeed, Davis. Any last bits uh, you guys want to talk about in covering these two films? Anything at all? Wait, we're not going to talk about Armageddon? No, I mean, uh, sorry. I meant this last film, sorry, about Deep Impacts. I know I've, I've talked quite a bit, but we just want to probably need ooh. to wrap it up. Oh, go ahead. The guy drove his car off the road in the beginning of the movie. It exploded before he, like, hit anything. What, Davis? Oh, wait, no, talk about yeah, that real quick. So, yeah, how did they get the floppy disk if the car got vaporized? Ooh, yeah. And he didn't hit anything. It exploded before he hit anything. Yeah, that was hmm. kind of They're absurd. very resilient. It was literally a fireball. That doesn't make any sense. Immediately. The guy that was driving the truck, might I add, is W. Earl Brown, who was in not only Scream as the cameraman, but oh. also played Bill in The Last of Us, the video game. And he was in... The are Untouchables. You, I, thought you were gonna, I thought you were asking No, me. he was in The Untouchables. <laughs> w. Earl Brown? Yeah. Is this true? Because he, yeah, he was he was um the the short guy that got that got shot in the elevator mm. with the glasses. No. Wait, who are you talking about? You remember the cameraman in Scream that's like r- stuck on top of the van? Yeah. This is him. Wait, who is he in? He plays the the truck driver that hits. Oh wait, I thought you were talking about the scientist. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm bad. I cannot believe I, you. I'm sorry. I I really. But apologize. he plays Bill in The Last of Us, the game. Since that's a topical oh, thing. Oh, right cool. That's cool. Yep. He was also in. He what? Yeah, he was. Because he because he, he tells the kid to turn on, then he forgets about the delay. Yep. yep the yep, delay. Yep. Oh my gosh, that's. I'm awesome. glad he's caught up. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, personal note for me: director Mimi Leader uh, became one of the core directors of ER. Yeah. 
So okay. what a great show for 15 <laughs> years. The show earned her Emmy Awards in 1995 and 1996. She also apparently received a job offer from Steven Spielberg to direct the 1997 film The Peacemaker. And now I know what you're all wondering. What does she have to say about Armageddon? So she re- she responded when asked about it, the reaction to her film Deep Impact versus the rival movie. Michael Bay did come to my pre- Michael Bay did come to my premiere, which really shocked me. And I can tell you, after after seeing my film, he went and reshot the end of his. Ooh. So no no love Ooh. loss between these two. Clearly, Leader went all, went through a period after making Pay It Forward where she hasn't hi- wasn't hired to direct any feature films. She said most women who don't have commercial success are not asked back to the party. It did, it did not hurt me in television, but it did hurt me in features. Leader felt as though she had been put into movie jail by Hollywood for the lack of success for the film Pay It Forward. But yeah, there is definitely some controversy there between the Armageddon and Deep Impact. But any final thoughts before we give this a star rating, everybody? We should do that more. Put people in movie jail. It, mm-hmm. All of Disney would be in movie jail by this point. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> who, who, all right, that's a fun segment. Who would you put in movie jail? One movie that's really just irked you. Putting them in movie jail because they made a bad movie. Oh, okay. Oh. Armageddon. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's fresh. <laughs> and I know it bothers you, so. <laughs> Brayden. Um, I think Netflix should be put in movie jail. That's so broad. <laughs> yeah, but like, I can't think of one movie that, set it up, sorry. You forget um, that set it up is the greatest of all rom-coms. No, that's what I was saying. The set chemistry. it up is the only good God, Netflix that movie. movie. So good. There's this movie called N equals NP. It was the worst movie I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> what about uh, They Slash Them, Davis? You watched that? No, but they've t- y- y'all made jokes about it before, so I was... You know, Probably. I-, I don't know. I know what I would put in movie jail. The entire, entire company behind the making of the after movies. Ooh. Because that has led to an entire generation of people that think, this is healthy. Oh, no. It's great. It's Harry it's- Styles, right? It's, what? No. It's based off a of Harry Styles fan film. Oh, wait. <laughs> yes. I know some stuff. Davis, Davis has know. his finger on the pulse of society. That's true. Indeed. Any final thoughts on Deep Impact then? <laughs> That's like you your fourth time. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it one more time. No, no, we, we're good. I will sidetrack with the movie jail and stuff like that. So that's why I'm right, Maybe I'll have All more right. thoughts if you say it one more time. All right. Yeah. Why don't we give it a star system then? I actually I, have one more thing. I'm kidding. I don't. Funny. His finger's hovering over the trapdoor button right now. <laughs> oh. Oh, he's sad. Oh, he's sad. I'm sorry. I'm, oh. I'm muting my own mind. I okay. <laughs> so let's go around and give it star ratings, ladies. Megan, uh, what do you think of Deep Impact? Out of, out of five. Scale one. No, out of five? What, what, what you said star ratings. Oh, yeah. As in um, one star do- to ten stars. <laughs> you can star rating is again. one to five. All right. Well, we're doing a rating okay, out of ten. Okay, out of ten, Megan. Um, I'd give it a six and a half. I'm allowed to do halves, or am I not? Yes, I you are. Yes, okay. you are. Six and a half. Oh, I didn't know. If <laughs> <was those. laughs> I was gonna say you could do more. No, Desolate. you can do a six point seven two five if you nope, want. No, there's only halves. There's no quarters. Yes, there is. Yes, there are. <laughs> Brayden, you're up. Two point one. <laughs> wow. So what? 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 What differentiated a point one six from a one seven there? What? What? What um, elevated this so much <laughs> to a one seven? <laughs> The Statue of Liberty being okay. underwater. Okay. That gave it like the point seven. Why is that? A, I saw you put that on <laughs> letterbox. What's the deal? 
What? <laughs> what about the Statue of Liberty being underwater just got you going, wow. I did not put that on Letterboxd. Yeah, she put deep boring. Wait, okay, I saw somebody <laughs> else that said that. Which, because you complimented on her review earlier. Yeah, I was you like, did. I was like, deep boring's pretty not yeah, that good. Yeah, I didn't okay. try that hard. Apparently, I think I got Brady's Letterboxd review I almost made fun of him earlier for, making, for complimenting your review, because that's... I mean, it's not that I'll good of a review. I think no, I got Brayden's letterbox review mixed up with a comment on a YouTube video. So, are you, are you okay? No. <laughs> Davis, your rating? Um, four. Alex, three. It's a, it's a solid three. And with that, we'll move on to the superior of the two movies, mm-hmm. Armageddon, starring. This is a cast of people we got to get through: Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Thornton, Ben Affleck, son of Earth, son, daughter of Steven Tyler, Liv Tyler, Will Patton, Steve Buscemi, William Fitch, Fitchner, Owen Wilson, Michael Clark Duncan, so good, Peter Stormare, Ken Campbell, Jessica Steen, Keith David, Jason Isaacs, Marshall Teague. Let's see who else. And that appears to be all with narration by Charlton Heston. What? Which is pretty cool. He what was the he narrator. Narrate? He was the narrator at the beginning. It was like in the beginning. Oh, okay. Directed by the one and only Michael Bay. Movie jail. Obviously, we know all about <laughs> yeah. Michael Bay. Written by Jonathan Hensley and J.J. Abrams. However, nine writers worked on the script for this film, five of whom are credited in addition to Robert Roy Poole, Jonathan Hensley, Tony Gilroy, Shane Salerno, and J.J. Abrams, the writers involved were Paul Atanasio and Biederman, Scott Rosenberg, and Robert Town. Originally, it was Hensley's script based on Poole's original that had been given the green light by Touchstone. Then producer Jerry Bruckheimer hired the succession of scribes for rewrites and polishes. Cinematography by John Schwartzman and music by Trevor Rabin of National Treasure fame. The film released... Almost two months later, after Deep Impact, July 1st, 1998, it is two hours and 31 minutes, and it almost doubled the budget of Deep Impact. It made 140, or at a, with $140 million. It was a smashing success, making $553.7 million at the global box office, making it the highest grossing film of the year. Davis. I'm not, I, that wasn't, I gotta use the restroom. Okay, that's <laughs> what I was gonna try to tell you, but you, you, you prompted me to say. Well, in that case, then, guys, what do you think was the second highest grossing film of 1998? 1998? Yes, 1998. Take it back. Think think about it. Marinate it. Oh. Am I allowed to Google what came out in 1998? Yes, you are. Yeah, I don't remember yes, what came out in 1998. By all means, use your 1998 um, selection. When did Clueless come out? In the 80s. What? <laughs> not true. Yeah, didn't it? D- did I it don't not? know. Oh, Truman Show? Saving mm-hmm. Private Ryan. Oh, uh, Clueless was 1995. Saving Private Ryan is number two. And also, I'll give you a hint. What is the number five movie? It was a Pixar film. <gasps> Prince of Egypt? What? It's just... It's, it's a, oh, I'm so sorry. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, Megan. You better repent to our I'm listeners. I'm just looking I'm gonna get, at I'll Google. give you the platform. I'm looking repent. at Google right now, and I just... Parent Trap? No, A Bug's Life. Oh. oh was it You've Got Mail? No, what Wait, the best. Saving the Saving Private Ryan was number two. I just said that. Bugs Life I mean, and you asked for number one. Oh no, Armageddon is number oh, one. I asked for number two. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Because Armageddon was the highest grossing film of the year. I got you. What? Number one. Um. Yeah, it was the highest <laughs> grossing film of the year. Megan's like, uh. I Me- feel like it's just because of the cast. I feel like probably a bunch of people no, showed up and that. were like, dang. It's, that. it's uh, we'll, we'll we'll certainly get into that. <laughs> Alex. What? Sorry. Rotten Tomatoes says Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is 6% right now. No! <laughs> no! What now. What is the plot? Um, it's Winnie the Pooh and Piglet go crazy and kill Christopher Robin. Oh, my God. 
Well, because you know, so it's in public domain now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about that. So that's all the old stories that were written 80, 90 years ago are all shifting into public domain now. So they're making another horror film on another old character. I just can't remember who it is. Um... I published it a few days ago. It was like a, it was like a big news story a few days ago, and everyone's like, "Why are they just making Reddit-based um, horror movies?" As Davis steps back into the what, stew, what got made public domain? Um, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to remember. No, what else? Um, didn't Peter Pan? Yes. yes, that's right. It was like it was like a Peter Pan horror. Aren't y'all film glad I kind. came back? Yes, no. we are. We were talking about Davis. What do you think is the? It was the second highest grossing film of 1998. Armageddon was number one. I got it. Just, you know. Can I have a hint? Uh, yes. It is a film that also stars a big name cast like this one. What's it about? It is. Oh, that a, would give it away. That would give it away. It is about a teacher <laughs> who gra- grapples with the reality of a job change. Oh, oh, there's a person in Armageddon who's in this movie too, right? There's so much being thrown on me at this very moment. No. Is he not in it? Who are you? Give me the name of the person. No, give it away. Am I? Who am I thinking of? I don't know who you're thinking of. Is it Saving Private Ryan? That's correct, Davis. <laughs> Did you just Google the? Ten no, you said the teacher thing. I got it. Oh, really? Yeah. Very nice. Who's the person you're thinking of, Braden? Ben Affleck. Ben he's Affleck's not in Saving Matt Private Damon Ryan. In oh my bad. His best buddy you're, Matt Damon Har- is there. He's in Pearl Harbor. Maybe that's, that's what I'm thinking of. Oh my God! Another Michael Bay movie, by the way. I saw a funny tweet earlier. Uh, Would you like to hear it? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, um. It was, it was like Michael Bay saw Titanic and thought, and oh my god. Uh, okay, I'm gonna try it again. Michael Bay saw Titanic and thought his answer had to be Pearl Harbor or something like that. <laughs> I believe it. That movie is so terrible. I just can't, can't Pearl Harbor might down. be one of the worst movies I've seen in recent memory. Also, Junior? what he's in that. He is in that. Cinematographer John Swartzman. He's done a lot of movies. He did The Rock, Pearl Harbor, Sea Biscuit, National Treasure, Book of Secrets, The Amazing Spider-Man, The Founder. Two of the Fifty Shades movies what? and two of the Jurassic World movies and a lot more. But Davis, you're never going to believe this. Our guy who handled the music for this film, which I is better kind of, not believe this. Which is kind of overrated. Trevor Rabin, he did National Treasure, which is pretty cool. He got a huge start with Con Air, Enemy of the State, Deep Blue Sea, and Remember the Titans. But Davis, I want you to just guess what three movies he did in 2009. An incredible run of movies unlike anything we've ever seen What's before. his name? Trevor Rabin. Oh, you told me this earlier. Do not. Oh, wait, you told me this earlier, too, then. Yeah, I did. Oh, he did... Wait, wait, wait. Actually, see if I can actually remember it. I'm going to look anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. What? Oh, no. <laughs> well, John Cena filmed 12 rounds, Race to oh, Witch yeah, yeah, Mountain, yeah. and G-Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You big, told me this earlier. Megan, you've got guinea pigs. Big fan of G-Force. Mm-hmm. Wait, no. I don't believe this. This isn't true. What do you mean? What? I don't believe this. What? Don't believe what? I don't believe it. <laughs> what do, what? This isn't true. <laughs> what is it that Megan has guinea pigs that he did G Force? You said I wouldn't believe it about Trevor Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> this isn't true. Anyway, you made this up. Megan, guinea pig expert thoughts thoughts on G Force? It's 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 fun. Though. Sam Rockwell's in it. G-Force. It's probably the only guinea pig movie out there. That's probably... I definitely loved it when I was little. What about the because sequel? Because of that. Have you seen the sequel? What? There's a sequel? It's called G-Forcer. I'm going to for real right now. No. <laughs> they, now Steve, so, Steve Buscemi's in G-Force. It, no, he isn't. Yes, he is. Wait, is, is, he? He the, is, is he the mole? Is, no, no, no. Is. You don't know who the mole is? The mole's Bucky? No. Steve Buscemi's Bucky. The mole 
is Nick yeah, Cage. Yeah, Nick Cage. Oh, oh <laughs> okay, you're right, you're right. Sam Rockwell, John Favreau. Sometimes I know things. Bill cool. Nye. Very nice. Davy Jones is in it. Who's Steve Buscemi? He's Bucky. He's one. Who he's one that? of the, one of them. I don't know. You're the one that's such a big G Force fan. That's not one of the guinea pigs. He's this guy. Yes, he is. Oh, he's not one of them. He's the other one. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! He is. This is a slippery slope on right <laughs> now. Can I, see, can I see a picture of the guy? He is. He's the other it's one. The one they find at the pet store. Yes. Right? Yeah. He's see. not good enough. He's not. <laughs> Crazy. He's, he's the one that's in the Lincoln Log House. Yeah. Is that is that good enough for oh you? Oh my gosh, you're hating on albinos, Brayden? What? Lord. Where, how did we get there? He's not an albino. I'm, ju- I'm just saying stuff. Uh, <laughs> I can just say stuff too, but I don't. <laughs> Sometimes you do. The making of Armageddon. Bruce Willis was cast in the film as, thought of, as part of a three-picture deal he cut with the studio to compensate them for the dissolution of 1997's Broadway Brawler, which apparently Bruce Willis was such a tyrant on the set of that film, it just got shut down. What? So that's pretty crazy. He received a significant pay cut for the picture as part of the deal. Walt Disney Studios chairman Joe Roth expanded the film's budget by $3 million to include additional special effects scenes by DreamQuest Images, showing the asteroid impacting Paris. The additional footage incorporated two months prior to the film's release was specifically added for the television advertising campaign to visually differentiate the film from Deep Impact which was released a few months before. And in 2013, um, in a Miami Herald interview to promote Pain and Gain, Michael Bay was quoted as having said, we had to do the whole movie in 16 weeks. It was a massive undertaking that was not fair to the movie. I would redo the entire third act if I could, but the studio literally took the movie away from us. It was terrible. My visual effects supervisor had a nervous breakdown, so I had to be in charge of that. I called James Cameron and asked, what do you do when you're doing all the effects yourself? But the movie did fine. Sometime after the article was published, Bay changed his stance, claiming that his apology was only related to the editing of the film, not the whole film, and accused the writer of taking the article or taking his words out of context in the article. So, both movies an assault on journalism in one way or the other. It yeah. seems pretty crazy nonsense there. But Armageddon, I don't know, man. I love this movie. What? <laughs> I it, there is so much yeah. nostalgia for this movie. My my parents and I have probably seen this movie fifty times. I'm not going to lie. So you're biased. Yes. Alex always hates mm-hmm. on me for rewatching movies. And all I have to do to combat that is just go, Armageddon? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen it so many times, and I love so much about this absurdly ridiculous movie. All of the ridiculous it's quotes. so silly. It is so silly. You can't look away for a second I, in this movie. <laughs> it's an assault on the senses. So Roger Ebert, uh, I actually saw a review that he did with uh, Siskel about the film, and he said that, I, I wasn't worried about the Earth being assaulted. I thought I was going to get hit by the asteroid because of all those, the cuts and the noise and the constant just... Every single asteroid has, every single asteroid has TNT inside of it, so it yes. explodes every yeah. single time. New York City gets absolutely wrecked. You know, in 2003, when it started hitting... Actually, actually 2002. When it started hitting TV, they actually had to cut out the part when an asteroid hits uh, the Twin Towers because, well... Well... Obviously, that age is a little strangely, doesn't it? Strange. I love this movie. I have seen it a hundred times. Not really. I've seen it most... Honestly, 50 times, though, is probably right. I could quote so much about it. I remember one time... <laughs> 
What? I just think about some fun moments that actually made me laugh out loud in this movie. <laughs> Y'all, there were they, some funny they, ones. Brain was cackling over there in the corner <laughs> a few times. Megan never laughed. I was That's in, not true. I was in pain watching the movie. She's just like, <laughs> I hate this movie. I, I'm I glad don't... to see you, boy. That's six words. <laughs> that yeah. made me burst out laughing. <laughs> so, if I may share this, Chiller, one happy anecdote before I discuss how Megan crushed my heart while watching this movie. So... Um, about, I want to say two or three Christmases ago, my grandparents, so my mom's parents came in town for Christmas. They hadn't been in town for Christmas in years and they arrived while Armageddon was on the screen and we're sitting at the picnic table at the beach house and my dad is sitting down and my granddad's sitting in front of him and they're talking and in the middle of Armageddon, my dad is talking to him and looks past him to look at the television screen instead of actually, meanwhile, my dad has seen this movie maybe a hundred times and he's like, <laughs> and my granddad hadn't been in town in, in months. It'd been like, and my dad's like, just keep talking as he's watching. And then of course, every time we get to the end of the movie and there's that hilarious scene where William Fitchner does the permission to shake the hand of the daughter of the bracelet man. My, Bravest man I've ever met. My dad would just yell that at the screen as he said <laughs> over and over. He's like, Permission to shake the hand of the daughter of the greatest man I've ever met. And these it's so funny. We should all, see if y'all watching my family, it would have been a much more enjoyable experience. I, I, I found it enjoyable. Grace and I were watching, we were having a grand old time. It was isn't it so funny. <laughs> when Owen Wilson showed up riding that horse. That was crazy. <laughs> oh, what about Bear when he's on the horse? Like, Come get Papa Bear. I love they Michael Clark Duncan, the, man. I love Michael Clark Duncan. There's a few jokes that didn't age very well. Most True. the Steve Buscemi, all of his yeah. the jokes, they yeah. did not age well. Yeah, it's like, oh, we yeah. call we call him Hound because he's horny, and I'm How, like, what? what? However, Grace and I thought they should have just committed to the bit, and every time someone came on screen, they should have been like, she was well, she's a, she was of age, right? Because every one of the characters just says that. Well, when they were all going around, they were like, sorry, man, your daughter's hot now. There's nothing you can do about it. I was like, what? <laughs> He was like, that's my daughter. <laughs> I thought at first when he like walked in the room with Ben Affleck and he picked up the bra, I was like, how does he know it's his daughter's? Well, I didn't realize that at first. Then I figured yeah. it out. But she's I was like, on the rig. like there must be, that's kind of weird, man. <laughs> she was the only woman on the rig, obviously. I when, figured okay, that out. When he and all of us as the audience had to watch her and Ben Affleck and like the thing. I was like why am I watching this <laughs> you have the TV saying goodbye to each other no. oh wait no, no. no. oh my gosh yeah. Bruce Willis just, Bruce Willis just parks it right there they to were, watch I'm like, like oh yeah no no watching this intimate moment I was like oh my god when they were in the thruster yeah, yeah. how'd they get up there first of all how'd they get up there and, and six year old me was like bro what are you doing kissing a shoulder blade bro like what's this all about six year old me was not grass I, 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 it was gross give me back to the or 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 when he when he treats um, Liv Tyler's to... chest area as the hills of Africa. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Liv Tyler, <laughs> the most absurd there was thing a moment... I've ever seen in any movie ever. He doesn't throw those words around lightly, you know. No, I don't, Davis. When Liv Tyler finds out that her boyfriend is actually alive, and she's just like, "Yay!" <laughs> yeah. I thought like you would have been like. I would have. But she was just like, cool. 
Yeah. He's, he's there. This would be another movie where I would say Michael Bay has picked a incorrect emotional core for the movie and done I it didn't with care anything leaving about on emotions. a jet plane. Or no. again, after the whole Animal Cracker thing, which is weird, he's like, do you think anybody else is doing this exact thing at this exact moment? <laughs> and he's like, well, they are. What are we saving the earth for? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe... Anything else? <laughs> I was any- tuned out during that scene. I don't remember any of that. I remember the animal cracker. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, Megan, go ahead. Tear, tear my heart out. Why don't you? I did think it was funny. I just was having a really hard time with how stupid it was. <laughs> I Such just as? could not suspend my belief for all of the stupid things that were happening. Such as? Literally, we paused the movie, and on the screen are the subtitles. We're not astronauts. We're oil drillers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's, that's a whole movie. I did not know that that was the plot of this movie. And then they were like, let's go get the best oil driller in the country. Made, that made me laugh out loud. It was so, it was so funny. Have you guys? So go ahead, Megan. No, I was, no, I was just going to say it's stupid. That's have, all. have you guys heard about the DVD commentary for this movie? When Ben Affleck's like, this is kind of <laughs> stupid, man. Would it be easier for NASA to train astronauts? I have it right here. So ben, to drill no, 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 I got it. Oh, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've got it. <laughs> Take it away, Peyton. Ben Affleck asked director Michael Bay, wouldn't it be easier for NASA to train astronauts how to drill rather than draining drillers to be astronauts? Bay told Ben Affleck to shut up. <laughs> the reasoning behind sending, the there. Yeah. The reasoning behind sending drillers rather than astronauts is explained in the movie. However, in the same <laughs> DVD... It, it, they, they couldn't figure out how to use the drill, man. In the same DVD commentary... Uh, ben Affleck is just tearing it apart when he's like, oh, you built my drill design wrong. He's like, what? They can't figure out a tranny or something? And then Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck's funny. No, ben, ben Affleck is ben, funny. Bruce Willis's character, Harry's like, the, they don't know jack about drilling. And Ben <laughs> Affleck cuts in to go, how hard can it be? You just point the drill at the ground and turn it on. Yeah. And that makes me lose it. Here's, I he, think I would have liked the movie more if we watched that version. Okay. Oh man, I love this movie. I love the absurdly dramatic opening where it's like a thousand years ago, the Earth caught on fire, and then it's like fiery letters and they explode. When the asteroid just hits that one dude on the sidewalk. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I was like, I went to get water. I was like, it just started. This is gonna happen, and that happened. I like run back in there, like, what's happening? (laughs) There are no breaks in this movie whatsoever. Even like, I love how it's like there might be like an emotional lull, but then it's. Oh, the space station blows up, or the emotional lull is in the final minutes before the asteroid needs to be exploded, or it will destroy the Earth. Like yeah. it's like Liv Tyler and Harry are just taking a time chit chat, and it's like, um, guys, are we running out of time here? No, nah, man. <laughs> they don't Whack. care. You want uh, go ahead? You want a fun fact about why Steve Buscemi even joined the movie? Mm-hmm. Yes, he mm-hmm. said, "quote I wanted a bigger house." <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I love that. Good I, <laughs> yeah. And that I think evokes too, as Megan said, about the fact that people only saw this movie for the cast. But I will say, it is a technical marvel for 1996. It looks great. It does look a lot better good. than Deep Impact. Deep Impact looks terrible it by does, comparison to this film. And it did get it nominated for four Oscars. What? No. Just go ahead and guess. Best actor. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Best visual effects. Best music. Best adapted screenplay. No. Oh. Or the, best screenplay. The rather. awards are Best Original Song, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by that was, Smith. They made that for the movie? Boring. Yeah. What? Yeah. Bo- I don't you hate Steven Tyler? Best Sound, Best Sound Effects Editing, and Best Visual Effects. Oh, so, oh, 
Oh, oh. When they're on the, the asteroid and they get off the ship, did it not sound like there was, like, monster noises? Yes. The fact that the asteroid has a personality, man, it gets angry. He got angry at them. It that, did. I was it like, gave Stevie Shimmy space dementia. About to be aliens? Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Cool little twist. Yeah. I will say, though, we talked about it. Um, is The cast, despite it being a lot of people, it's kind of fun. Oh, Owen Wilson's there. Talking about star- so many Star Wars references. Yeah. True. Michael Clark Duncan that. was there. And he ad-libbed the line, come get Papa Bear. I love it. Ad-libbed. <laughs> I love it. Maybe that's what they came His name was really some else like, oh, well, he said Papa Bear, so we got to call him Bear from now on. Maybe. I don't know, man. Did you know? Did I know. That NASA shows this film during their management training program. For what <laughs> not to do? I'm being, <laughs> I'm being so for right now. Sorry, I just thought that was funny. New managers are given the task of trying to spot as many errors as possible. <laughs> can you guess the number or get close to it? Brayden uh, can see it, so you can't guess. I can't see that. Megan, you're good okay. with numbers. You're a mechanical ahead, engineer. Guess. If you can get within five, you win. Um, I'm going to guess 60. More. Uh, I'm going to guess 128. Brayden? I'm going to guess 400. 168. So Alex is closest. Yeah. Awesome. Also, at least 168. So it could be 400. It could. We, don't, we never know. That's true. That's Doubtful. True. Also, I do think it is completely illogical that the asteroid is the size of Texas, but they just have to drill 800 feet. They've mm-hmm. like they've like drilled to the stadium. It's fine. Like what? <laughs> it's pretty that's fine. Deep. However, um, a, a shallow... apparently, the largest nuclear bomb ever. Um, exploded on the planet was Big Ivan, which had 418,000 terajoules. And according to uh, a study published by physics students, it would take 800 trillion terajoules of energy to destroy the asteroid depicted in this film. So hmm. 800 trillion versus 418,000. Hmm. It's a pretty big, pretty big difference there. I think they, they flubbed their math. I, I, I'm going to yeah. read. I, I'll Give me a moment and I'll do the math again. Okay. Why'd they just throw a Russian guy in this movie? Because they had to go to the Russian space station Russian, and refuel. Why did they have to go to the Russian space station? Because they had a Russian guy to refuel. Because they had a Russian guy in deep impact. They had to keep up. They <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that is kind of how it feels, isn't it? Like, he's the munitions expert in one, and he's the... Uh, Wait. Um, Davis. I got the math. It checks out. <laughs> all right. That's all. Thank you, Davis. Did That's, you hear me, you did you hear me working on it? doesn't check out? What doesn't check the out, The fire Megan? in space. There's no fire in space. That was driving me nuts. You can't have fire in space. There's no There's oxygen. No oxygen. Yeah. When he shot a gun on the oil rig, I was like, "What about when he <laughs> shot a gun on the asteroids? They had a, <laughs> they had a remote control machine gun. Guns also would not work in space. Yeah, because <laughs> there's no oxygen to, to ignite. <laughs> well, so they were they were explaining that it'd be like gravity or something. I don't I don't know, man. You what? Oh wait, no, wait, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> to I, shoot a gun, I there has to be a spark <laughs> to make true. the gunpowder go off to fire the bullet. And you can't have that with no oxygen. Well, yeah, but also... And also um, they were just walking around. Well, yeah, but the film acknowledges this because they asked the greatest question of all time. What are you doing with a gun in space? That's true. <laughs> that line <laughs> that had me cackling. That was funny. There's a nuke ticking down. The man's got the gun. And he's like, what are you doing with a... I want a shirt that says that. My All-time great quote. I love it. I just, I'm going to note that. Yeah, please, please do. I absolutely adore the stupidity of this movie. I think it's absolutely hilarious. I'm sorry, y'all. I just, I love it. I think it's so stupid. I think the whole thing is, like, just, I'm sorry. I just, I adore it. I think it's, I've seen it a billion times. It's hilarious, and it's it's not good. I know it's not good, but it's funny. And that's sometimes that's enough. It is funny. I laughed out loud a few times. There you go. I mean, sometimes that's Keith David's in it having fun. Keith David, yeah. And he actually is probably one of the better characters in this movie because 
Like, he literally does go on the phone and is talking to the president. Is like, but sir, what if we wait for this? And then I love how it's not, we're going to remote detonate the nuke. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, I've been ordered to override the system. What does that mean? They overrid the override. They over <laughs> our override. It's been overridden. <laughs> when, I wonder what Cameron would have to say about that. When when France got blown up, how come the Arc de Triomphe was still standing? I just had question. an issue with that. That's a great question. More importantly, though, it's so you knew it was France. I do. I do admit having seen Deep Impact followed by this, just the random B-roll of people hits a lot less than actually knowing people in the environment. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it just felt like so much. B-roll and B-roll and more B-roll of random stereotypical people because it was Middle America looking like the Great Depression, man. What was that? The B-roll of East Shanghai, quote unquote, was weird. Yeah, it had like all the pirates. It had like all the ships with the say, like the 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 the. the, Oh my gosh! Can someone help me here? Yes. Yeah. But the particularly shaped ones that like, uh, like a fan kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like what were they doing there? I have no. They showed the Taj Mahal twice. They did. It's an important place. They did. I just think I it's everybody knows the Taj Mahal. Yeah, but twice. We were watching. We were watching, and Grayson went, "Is that Mecca?" I went, "No, it's the Taj Mahal." <laughs> Is that Mecca? <laughs> <laughs> A great question. Obviously, one one has to be asked there. Um, I yeah, I don't, I don't know. I got I had I had all kinds of beef I wrote down with this movie. I'm sure somewhere along these lines. I just don't honestly remember. Anymore. I liked my favorite was when that one guy was. He went, "My God." Do you remember that? Could you explain more? No. Oh, well, that's it. Which one? (laughs) I don't know, but when he said it, I was like, that was funny. (laughs) I think the... Yeah, Braden, word-hitting commentary. (laughs) I do, again, I think this film does a better job of establishing the scale of the event, even though it's all B-roll of around the world. Like, every moment they're doing just feels massive. Like, being at NASA and all the giant door where they do, like, the... The whole training on what it's going to feel like on on the moon or whatever, on the asteroid at least. I think the asteroid itself looks amazing. It's a visual marvel entirely. But again, that's kind of all I really have to say about it. I really like it. I know it's got its flaws everywhere. It's jokes of age poorly, but I think it's hilarious. I wish I could go back in time and see this in theaters. Oh my gosh, the (laughs) sound? No, I don't care about that. Just to cut up in the theaters Mm. watching this, I think that'd be fun. That's, That's basically how I watch my family every time. It's one of the quintessential Houston family just, movies. But seeing it in the theaters, like how I saw Thor Love and Thunder, and we were just cracking up the whole time. Ant-Man might be like that, man. We could. We'll see. Oh. We'll see. I'm I don't so have anybody excited. to riff with. Offensive. <laughs> You're so mean. You're so... <laughs> he's taking offense to the littlest joke towards him. <laughs> maybe said, it's a bit, Davis. Maybe. Just maybe. Maybe mine's also a bit, Alex. Maybe, have you considered maybe that? That's a t- <laughs> so many bits, Alex can't keep up. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> oh, Alex is crying. His fingers hovering over the trapdoor. I was trying to talk to Megan about this. Our quintessential Houston family movies are Independence Day, classic, Armageddon, <laughs> Raising Arizona, The Probably. Day After Tomorrow, nope. and, and probably Armageddon. No, I, I said Armageddon. You, oh, okay, I again. Probably um, Psych. Psych. Or or honestly, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. We, I've, Which or, the first one? We've seen that movie a million times. Which, because it's awesome. But the Avatar is sneaking in there because the Avatar ride gave us a transcendent experience all its own. What else do we have to say about Armageddon, everybody? I saw you were looking at your notes earlier, Megan. Oh, I was trying to see if I... I don't think I had any anything other... Of consequence. Insightful. Just more complaints about things that are inaccurate. Go ahead. Tear, tear <laughs> the part mechanical engineer. This will be for your job interviews with all your future jobs going, hey guys, I know that Armageddon's a bad movie. I don't understand why... Like, Okay, I did really like 
the, all of the scene, like the scene with them getting all of the medical testing and everything before they were going to go into space. Uh, yeah. Like it was funny, but I don't understand. I don't know. I know. I'm, I'm not actually going to criticize it because I don't think they were. And Bear to took <laughs> off his shirt. And he was dancing in the yeah. Throng. You're like, yes. there's like your cholesterol's awesome. high. because like, I love pork rinds. Pork rind this. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. And then and then they're they're all in the the insane room and they're yes. all, like they're all going through different things of like it's like I can handle this room. I can handle it there, but I don't think I can handle this room right now. <laughs> you wanted a bigger house. This is Harry giving me a hard time. This is Harry saying I'm not good enough. <laughs> I just. He wish he was a genius in the movie. He's like, yeah, well, I got published in 19, big deal. And I'm like, because the money's good, the scenery changes, and you get to use explosives. <laughs> Boom. My favorite, my favorite thing about movies is when a character is just an unapologetic genius, and no matter what happens, they stick to it. Like Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park. Yeah. When he sees the T-Rex and is about to get eaten, he says, boy, do I hate being right all the time. <laughs> I hope that I have such cor- or courage to say an incredible line before I get eaten by T-Rex. Anyway. Ian Malcolm lives. You better start practicing. True. And then Steve Buscemi says, I'm a genius and I know what we're doing. Love it. Hilarious. Even though it makes no sense and he's also completely insane. Space dementia. Space dementia, man. You ever heard of it? It's a real thing. That guy getting blinded in Deep Impact? Ooh. That was you should have put on his shield, man. I Why know. didn't you put on the shield? He's climbing up. Put on the shield. And then we had to. He was like being read to. I was like, yeah. what am I watching? I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> read Moby Dick to you, man, or something like that. What the heck? That's a, that's a the whale reference. That was in the whale. Boom. What? <laughs> oh my god, are you an idiot? <laughs> Reading Moby. You haven't seen the movie, Alex. Yeah, but well, obviously, do you read Moby Dick in the whale because Moby Dick is about a whale? Alex, the movie The Whale with Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I know. They read him a a paper about Moby Dick. Oh. So don't hit me with the are you an idiot. Are you an idiot? <laughs> sorry, Davis. Sorry, sorry. You're so I apologize. mean to me. I, Davis. And then he's going to go, no, it was a bit. Davis. I apologize. He's just mean. Davis. I you know apologize. what? I quit. No, <laughs> not yet. We're almost Gosh. done. Well, Davis doesn't know where he's going to be in two weeks. So, you know. Could be dead. I could. Could, could be in a ditch somewhere. Will be dead. Let's rate oh. Armageddon, <laughs> unless we have any if other I said things that, to I'd say. Be in trouble. Shall we rate Armageddon, everybody? I give it a five. Braden, if you... She's going to do it. She's doing it for the bit now, man. Six. <gasps> there ain't no way, Megan. I thought it was really fun. <laughs> a one. I liked, I liked all of the characters. I think I just wasn't in the mindset to watch it, so I'm going to give it a four. It's not bad. That's fair. Alex? Seven. Wow. I love... The <laughs> thing is, okay, here's the thing. Really, I'll admit, I, I'm not afraid to admit it's purely nostalgia. Like, every time I'm watching it, I'm just thinking about the bits I've had with my family about watching it. So it's just, it's never not an enjoyable movie, no matter how many times I watch it. That's just the... Now, Independence Day, that's a nine. But anyway, let's move on to the Ministry of Truth, everybody. This is... Someone get some funeral music playing. According to The Hollywood Reporter... A live-action How to Train Your Dragon movie is in the works. The no. film. Sorry. The fi- we're going to get through all. I want to get through all the details because there are some things to evaluate here. The film will release March 14th, 2025. The new dragon is what they call it. will adapt the trilogy of movies. Not a continuation, which honestly would have been okay. You're going to nope. continue. Oh, I'm saying considering our bad circumstances. It will be an ad- adaptation of all three films in the trilogy that were made by DreamWorks Animation and released in the 2010s. Dean DeBlow is set to direct. He direct, wrote and directed the first 
movie with Chris Sanders and then took over and directed the 2014 and 2019 sequels while Sanders went on to direct The Croods. Deloitte is making the live-action debut with the feature, helping him make the transition will be veteran movie and theater producer Mark Platt, whose credits range from Legally Blonde to La La Land, to Universal's upcoming adaptation of Wicked. So, Megan, you you were the first to cry out in fear there. Um, go ahead and just let it out. Yeah, I'm sad. I really, really like How to Train Your Dragon, so I don't want them to ruin it. And why, And, and how they could will. they ruin it? They, they will. They will they ruin will. it. Why is that? I just don't want to keep seeing the same thing, but with real people, because... I don't know. Animation is like there's a reason that that was an animated movie. It's more colorful. It's more fun. You can't do that with real life. That's true. That's true. Like Stoic's a brick in that movie. What are they gonna pick to make? They play could. Stoic? They could do it in real life. What do you mean? Uh, Speed Racer. True. That movie's crazy. It's a pretty cool movie. It looks awesome. I'm with you 100 percent of the way, Megan. It's such a depressing state of like. And again, it's just very annoying because animated films don't need to be adapted. They're animated films. They tell their own story in their own unique medium. Why we do it is the question. Money. Also, yeah, because it's an IP that'll sell. Because here's the thing. The world was lost already with all the live-action um, Disney remakes, as we know. But when Lion King got critically panned and still made a billion dollars, that's when we knew it was a lost cause. Because at that point, people can hate it and they still are going to go see it. Because IP... The Minion movies keep make make all this money. I'm sure they're not that good, but Dark the Lord IP me. is just carrying it to the finish line. And again, with this one, I hate it because of the fact that the Hollywood Reporter hinted at that hinted at the idea that if this succeeds, could they make other DreamWorks movies into live action? Mm. Citing Kung Fu Panda, and if that movie Shrek? gets a live action remake or Shrek, I think I might never go to the theaters again. Who would play Shrek? Uh, Mike Myers, obviously. In the live action Shrek. Uh, the John, dad from Good Luck Charlie. John Goodman. <laughs> or the dad uh, yeah, from Good Luck yeah. Charlie. Both could work. Yeah. I'd, I'd buy it. I'd like it. It'd be cool. But this this is just so depressing. And why? I don't understand. And the, the problem I have with the beef I have with this is some guy tweeted like a few weeks ago this should happen. And this just gives credence to people that, you know, I don't like to gatekeep ideas, but if you think this is a good idea, I don't know what to say. He's got to figure out the chat door button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. Not very funny at all. My goodness. Wow. I'm really hostile today. I'm jesting. I'm messing okay. around, as as they say. One of these days obviously. he won't be joking, Mm-mm. and that day will be the last day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Davis. I'm implying that you're going to kill me, Alex. Just because I, no I know you weren't that... sure. <laughs> huh? You want it to be today? Oh. Two weeks from now. Oh, yeah, right. Two weeks. <laughs> it could be to two fit- weeks. <laughs> Any time within that two weeks or more. To fit the Davis Carroll philosophy, it will obviously be two weeks from now. Any yeah. other big... What have you been watching lately, guys? Any fun things you've been watching outside of the movies for the podcast? I'm Dark. sure I'm sure these. I'm sure they have. Yeah, we've been too busy. Is someone... <laughs> I, I have a lot of my time taken up by movies to watch for the podcast. As do I, Davis. Yeah, so you yeah. get it. Braden, Dark? Dark. The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Of course. Uh, I Zombie. Oh, interesting one. The Circle. Don't know that one. It's the. Is that about a literary magazine? No, it's the. <laughs> it's the one on Netflix where they like play the social media game. Yeah, I know that one. I mean, I oh, I know it. Ice what Girls it were on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that one. <laughs> <laughs> Megan likes that one. It's from like last year. I oh. love reality TV. Anything reality TV. We we got, we finished Too Hot to Handle. Yes, we did. Season four. <laughs> And every time it gets us the same. Megan was tearing up. 
No, I was we not. You, you were just like <laughs> Alex was. At, he's, Alex, he's projecting. Oh my. <laughs> I'm guessing. Alex is Megan. Oh, well, Megan, what have you been watching? I'm still on my Modern Family kick. There you go. Ooh. Yeah, I've been I've been working my way through. I've never watched it before, so this is all for the first time. But like, I'm I'm in season nine now. Finally. Very nice, very nice. Has it has there been because season eight or nine is when I said it kind of. I still like it. I still like it. Interesting. Well, good for you. Alex. <laughs> Thank you. Are you going to watch Milf Manor? <laughs> That's too far. <laughs> that, okay, so there's right up your alley. There's a line. There's a line. And the line exists where we're too hot to handle somehow. Like cuz here's here's the too hot to handle formula is that they introduce all these horrible people that are all quite literally clinical like clinically diagnosed sex addicts basically. <laughs> and for like four or five episodes, you're like, oh my God, these people are terrible. And then by episode seven, you're out here care- hanging on their every word as they go through this emotional journey. And I highly, highly doubt that MILF Manor <laughs> is able to evoke such a response. You should just go watch some recap videos on it. Okay, yeah, I'll do my very best. <laughs> good, I will not be watching now. I'll be watching maybe F-Boy Island, maybe. Really? F1 was awesome. <laughs> you watch Love Island? No, two, there's like a hundred episodes, man. That show is absurdly long. Oh, oh my <gasps> gosh, guys! What about a day in the life of people that all look the exact same with painted on beers and beards and ugly tattoos? <gasps> you know what I do? British watch man. Every we week? All text. RuPaul's Drag Race. There you go. There you go. Love. We saw a movie that RuPaul was in. Ever we watched Knives Out? You remember that? What? Yeah, what was it? It's that? called like Wanna Be a Cheerleader or something like that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about this. Crazy movie. Crazy, crazy movie. Huh. Well, anything else you want to leave the listeners with before we wrap it up with trivia and our outro, everybody? I want to hear this trivia question. This better yeah. be the best thing I've ever heard. Davis, <laughs> how many movies have been made that include the name Tarzan? <laughs> I have a guess. I'm not going to say it. Am I right? Not even, wait. Not even close. More? More. No. 20. No. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Megan? What? Tarzan used to be a big book series. True, true. Throw out, throw out a number here for for the listeners, Megan. I thought I'm not supposed to guess. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, but. We're not supposed to guess. You guys are not going to get it right, so it's okay. Does this include made for TV movies? What if movies? I do? You're not going to get it right, Megan. Do not, Davis. What? 16. Good guess, good guess, but no. Okay. Yeah. Dude, they were cranking them out. Yeah. I got it. Anyway. Oh, okay. Congratulations. You looked it up. <laughs> wow. I intuited that. Wow. And then lastly, another trivia question. At the 1939 Academy Awards, Gone with the Wind, another quintessential Houston family movie, won how many Oscars? Don't say it. Don't say it. Do you know it? Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say what? it. Megan, you want to do your Gone with the Wind impression? <gasps> that was so funny. <laughs> no, I cannot. Oh man. Okay. No, I'm we sorry. Get, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, in that case, then I think that'll just about wrap up the show. Those are the two trivia questions you can let us know if you know the answer to them without googling like Davis does every single time. <laughs> now to our guests, Braden. I imagine you'll be back here at some point. I think we're doing the Hunger Games series soon enough, so Woo! you'll appear for that one. So we can talk about Katniss Everdeen and all that nonsense. I'll just and secretly Megan. appear on every episode. Oh Jesus. <laughs> You can have my spot then. And on that note, Megan, obviously, stepping on the show for the very first time. How was it? Good experience? Good times? Mm-hmm. Enjoy, enjoy the show. Designer of bucket hats and you stickers You don't have to alike. lie to him, Megan. Alex has a gun to her head. 
the fingers over the trapdoor button. This is why the He's audio being medium. Held the audio why medium. Why you have a gun in space? The, <laughs> the audio medium does not lend itself um, to all of that nonsense. But thank you for joining us for this show. Even though you hate Armageddon, I suppose I can look past it at this time. And Yay. thanks to everyone for tuning in to another episode of Through the Lens. Our quest, or not, sorry, not our quest for three episodes. We are back to the regularly scheduled programming of one episode a week. We hope you enjoyed another episode here on Weagle 91.1 FM. And if you have any thoughts on Deep Impact or Armageddon, oh my goodness, we never talked about all the other movies that are the same. Oh, well, if you have any thoughts on Deep Impact, Armageddon, White House Down, Olympus Has Fallen, Megamind, or Despicable Me, or No Strings Attached or Friends with Benefits. We didn't talk about them, but you can imagine our opinions on them. You can let us know on our show's Instagram, which is Through the Lens Weagle. That's Through the Lens, W-E-G-L. We'll be back next week to discuss a TBD. We're going to keep it a mystery because we actually haven't decided yet, and I have not figured it out. Might be the Planet of the Apes trilogy featuring station manager Luke Walker. Who knows? We like to keep it a little spice, a little intriguing here over at Through the Lens. And... This is Alex Houston alongside my co-host, Davis Carroll, with returning guest, Braden Haynes, and first-time guest, long-time listener, first-time caller, Megan DeVoe, signing off, and we will talk again next week.